Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save Better lock it in your pocket Taking this one to the grave If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead Hello, hello, and welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars podcast. My name is Jay, and I am here on this freezing cold day. It is negative 24 degrees real feel where I am. AJ, how are you? Are you staying warm? I am staying warm, uh, thankfully. Uh, some, there was times I was overheating, but you know, we got to fight that cold. Listen, with a with a show as hot and dramatic as Pretty Little Liars, it's hard to it's hard to freeze. Like like honestly, Jay, I was jumping up and down. I was pacing. This this episode got me in my emotions and my feels. And I'm gonna be honest with you. 2024 is the year pedophiles lose their jobs. <laughs> I was worried where that was going, but I'm so <laughs> glad that's where it ended up. Um, yes. <laughs> it should have been the, the year of that for many years. Let's hope that it is that year for years to come. Um, and, uh, you know what else it is? What is it? This is the centennial year of former president Jimmy Carter's life. Baby, rooting for that man. Uh, Jimmy Carter, if you are listening, we are so glad that you have held on for all of us. It is an election year. Uh, we love mm-hmm. you. Thank you for your service to this country. Uh, and we hope that you will be voting in 2024. Knock on wood. It's <laughs> not on my head because uh, it's an empty casket up there. Jimmy Carter is such an inspiration to me. I'm, like, honestly, I'm so happy. Do you think Jimmy Carter would have liked Pretty Little Liars when it was on? No. He, he, he would have been like, listen, there's this Ezra guy. I cannot accept this. That's fair. I do think he would be anti-Ezra, but I think everyone can be a little interested in Pretty Little Liars. But I, I think he'd have respect for people like Hannah and Spencer. Be like, you know, they're ambitious and they're going for things that they want. And I respect that. I love this for us. Um, but AJ, <laughs> this is the penultimate episode in season two. We're almost at the end, baby. It's been such a long time. It's been so long. <laughs> it has. And honestly... With everything that happened in this episode, I mean, other than the way that it ended, because clearly it wasn't like a finale and like a season finale ending. But like throughout this episode, I was like, this is a lot of stuff that could be, it could have had enough content to be a finale. Like if this was the finale, I'd be satisfied. Like, because here's the thing. I like this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think this was a good one. And there was something about it that I noticed that you will not Mm. know, which is it had the feeling of the later seasons in -hmm. terms of the way that it visually looked. Mm. Now, I will say that I watched this episode partially without my glasses, entirely in bed, (laughs) uh, covered with a weighted blanket, my regular blanket, my comforter, and two cats. Um, But... Spencer specifically looked a lot like she ends up looking in the later episodes, um, which just seemed to be more mature. She didn't look like this like young wannabe like Gretchen Wieners type wearing a, a Burberry skirt and all mm-hmm. like she didn't look like the nerd stereotype. She looked like somebody who actually has 
some sort of like style and fashion sense and is someone beyond her nerd personality yeah which not character wise but fashion wise we see from spencer throughout the rest of the series if i remember yes. correctly um because i am on fashion watch oh i'm always on fashion watch and let me tell you there is one outfit in this episode that aria wears and i'm like you let her go to school in that you know what i'm talking about oh no i can't wait for you to point it out to me okay well i will don't you worry because <laughs> i had to do a double and a triple take to make sure that girl was wearing pants oh she wasn't it was oh, a dress dang. but you know it, it still so. thought she was just wearing a, a little shirt and i was confused um interesting yeah so with oh. that yes i have absolutely no news uh because this show is over a decade old <laughs> well listen you were coming in with um some original sin news i don't know if anything's updated there i just know they're coming back um so i haven't seen any news about original sin um mm -hmm. other than rumors for an air date sometime in 2024 i think they nice. filmed most of it if not all of it and it's about it's editing uh and all that other stuff that they got to do to make an actual tv show but they might not have fin finished filming because of the writer's strike i'm not sure um uh, it's definitely season two was definitely written but i i know that a lot of actors refuse to work on re refuse to work uh yeah. but because of the writer's strike and as they should have um and we thank them for being a part of collective action um but i haven't seen any news of like an official air date or anything that's fair. Well, because uh, we, you and I were there. We were worried because a lot of HBO stuff was like getting the cut and getting the boot, and that was like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. I, so I, I was very worried. Um, but we still here. The girls are still here. I don't know if they're in original sin, but they're in some mess. There is some mess. Um, and, and shall we get into it? Uh, let's get into it. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't like the start of this episode. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> and this is not a flashback, but it is. We will find out. Flashback mm. adjacent, but not including Jason. Mm. Jason, free episode Jason. Fan. He gets a shout out. Shout out, but you know what? I ain't got to see that man's face. God is good. <laughs> Jason, he is. Jace gone. Ooh, smart, slick, quick. Love it. Thank you. I took my medicine <laughs> this morning. Um, so. The scene opens and we see Spencer having a conversation. She's like on the couch. She just woke up. Mm -hmm. And she's having a conversation with Allison. And it's not Allison in her yellow shirt, which we've seen several times. That's the shirt she was wearing the night that she disappeared. Uh, the mm -hmm. little yellow tank top. And more notably, I mean, and this, all I, I need to rewind a little bit. Rewind. Uh, because I just realized why this is. And it's because Sasha Peters, I'm going to say her name, that's how you say her last name. I don't know if that's true. But is that that Sasha, she would have aged between the time she filmed the, the pilot and the penultimate episode of season two. But I was she like, was 12. right. And now she must be at least 14. But I was like, she looks like Allie, but not like Allie the night she disappeared. She mm -hmm. looks well, like well kept. Like she's 
like looks like she's been showering looks like she's been taking like eating and like taking care of herself it looks like Allie in pretty good condition which means this is not how Spencer would have remembered Allie from a traumatized state this is like Allie at her best Mm -hmm. um and Allie is digging through the bag um that Spencer had taken from Jason's house when it caught on fire from the De Laurentiis house. Okay. Um, and Allie starts talking to Spencer, saying that she's sorry for not telling uh, Spencer that Jason was her brother too. And that that kind of makes them sisters. Did you like that from Allie? No. <laughs> no. Like, y'all are friends, y'all aren't sisters. That's not how biology works. Uh, but, but I just very intrigued with what Allison's purpose was in the scene if that makes sense yeah like, so also I want to I want to say mm-hmm. Allie's mom is Allie's mom as far as we yes. know Allie's mom is Jason's mom yes Spencer's dad is Jason's dad yes Spencer's dad is Spencer's dad yes Spencer's mom and dad are not either of Spencer's Spencer's mom and dad are neither of Allie's parents. Correct. And Allie's parents are neither of Spencer's parents. So they are not siblings or related in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. (laughs) But this truly felt like Allie was trying to like say like I have a claim to you in some way. I have some kind of hold on you. Allie, you you had a hold on her before you were like maybe siblings. Which which we just deduct. Well, you did. Um, that y'all aren't siblings. <laughs> like they're not even half siblings. But I think also like it kind of shows that like Spencer in Spencer's mind, at least, because we find out this is a dream. Yes. That. Um, that a- Allie still has a hold on Spencer. Allie is still, you know, still plotting and scheming in in Spencer's brain and able to sort of like have this hold on her and have a hold on her so much so that she's actually considering like oh we are kind of like siblings like I do have this deep familial connection to Allie that I didn't even know about and maybe I owe something to Allie because of that see I bought it yeah I bought it more like that like she has more of a sense of duty now to Allie um now that she knows that Allie knew about her parents situation and the Jason situation. It's like, I now have a double duty. And if my sister was the one who was the, who did this to Allie, mm-hmm. I am required to bring justice and help this person who was such a large part of my life and still has such a strong presence. Yeah, and I didn't even consider the fact that at this time, there's the, I mean, there's still the question, it, did Melissa do anything to mm-hmm. Allie? Correct. So yeah, I didn't even consider that. That's a really good point. Um, oh, thank you. I don't have those often. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's, I'm going to be processing that for the rest of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Allie tells Spencer that she's glad that the other girls haven't given up. Um, and she needs something in this bag. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to leave. And Spencer's like, what? And Allie says, like, you're on pain medication. Because I guess, you know, she ha- had to go get checked out because she was she was pulling because she was like at, at the house in a burning building right 
I assume that's why she's on pain meds. I, I honestly, I was questioning that because Hannah was the one who like went in and got um, Jenna out. Spencer was like in the yard, but like. But maybe she got hurt there somehow. Well, well, no. Then she get a cut um, from the glass that um, Ren had to wrap up or something like that. So yes, yes, that. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, we try to forget Ren. Um, Obviously, I'm and, not successful. <laughs> yeah. And Allie also says, you don't want to miss what's right in front of you. Don't get too caught up in the details. Look at the big picture in regards to the bag. And then yes. Melissa wakes Spencer up and she's like, it's freezing cold in here. She must be in Kansas City. Uh, she's like, it's freezing cold in here. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. why were you sleeping with the door open all night? And then, and yeah, I lost my noggin. <laughs> I lost it. Like you are so comfortable with the situation, with your door being open all night. Now you're just like, ah, that's the thing that's happened. Jay, I could not live in my apartment for like the rest of that day, maybe even a week. I'd be paranoid that someone in here did something, took something. Like my paranoia would be off the rockers. Not only is it that it's cold. <laughs> But I was well, also let me down tell there. You. Anyone could have came in and did anything to me. My parents didn't notice. My sister didn't notice. Like, oh my gosh, I'd be in fear. Especially well, someone obviously like they don't care about their energy bill. <laughs> let me tell you, my dad would have noticed and he would have flipped shit if I left the door open all night. Um, not to mention, we have pets. So, like, mm. that's something to worry about, too. Also, wildlife can come into your home. Clearly, there's no coyotes in their neighborhood or anything. We have deer in my neighborhood. Um, and they will stand outside my door sometimes. And I'll open the door, like, in the evening to, like, if I have delivery or something. And there will just be a deer there. And I'm just like, you're not allowed to come into my apartment. <laughs> and I live, that's like, fair. kind of near the woods, kind of near a highway. So it's weird that there are so many deer here. But all my neighbors are like, not really. The forest is right there. And I'm like, yeah, but there's also a highway. Um, mm. So it's weird. Um, but anyway, all of that to say, like, sh how did she not notice the door was open all night? Like, if anything, just out of pure, like, cold. Like, oh, why is it so chilly down here? Like, I've woken up many nights chilly. And you just have the door wide open? I don't know. Yeah. And then... Also, her she's on two different pain pills, two different pain mm -hmm. prescriptions. Mm -hmm. And it's clear they're prescriptions. She's not, you know, just taking pain pills to take pain pills. Um, they're on the floor, which I assume is not where she left them. Can I be it's honest? Where Allie put them in the dream. Oh. That's fair. But honestly, when this scene first happened before we started talking about it, I thought that was Melissa's. Oh, because she was in the car accident. Yeah. And it couldn't have been that long. No. no. I mean, it's like, been a whole season, but like, <laughs> how long is a season really? Let, let me tell you how I know it has not been that long. She's pregnant still. Right. Exactly. So, but can you take pain? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Oh, that's fair. Oh, um, I oh, will okay. say, this is what I was going to say. Mm. Last week, uh, I am physically fine. I did get in a car accident. Uh, my car is totaled. But I was cleaning stuff out of my car, going back and mm. forth in the snow. And eventually I go upstairs, I go to bed, um, and I wake up in the morning and my Fitbit's gone. And I'm like, did I take my Fitbit off to charge it last night? I don't remember doing that, but it had mm -hmm. a low 
battery and it's not there and it's not on the charger and it's not in the couch where I had been sitting. It wasn't out in my car. It wasn't in the snow by the car. And I legitimately had a moment where I was like, did I make up that I had a Fitbit? (laughs) And like that, it felt so real. And later when talking to the girls, uh, Spencer will say like, it felt so real. Like Allie was literally there. I did find my Fitbit. It was at the bottom of the stairs and fallen off. Um, so in my case, it was real, but do you think Allie was really there? Because the door was open all night, but also it could have been one of those things where like, you ever have a dream and your dream is trying to tell you something. And then you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, my dream is trying to tell me I left the oven on or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, by dreaming of Allie being in my house, that was my body trying to tell me, close your damn door. Someone's going to come in your house. Oh, that's fair. Oh, I can see that. I I think, yeah. Yeah, I've had those dreams before, recently. So I can see that happening. But here's my thing. I don't think Allie was there, though. Like, to answer your question. Like, I I don't know what I said. I have to re-listen to our podcast. Back when the Emily thing happened, I don't know if I was like, she was there or not. But I feel like that was more believable than this. Mm. What made it more, what makes this less believable? That, um, I feel like when Allie was in Emily's thing, it was like, this felt like Allie, right? This felt like what the thing she was saying, the way she was talking to, um, Emily, not giving Emily the answers that Emily were necessarily wanting. That felt like more Allie. But this felt more like a manifestation of Allie, where Spencer was like, Allie, guide me to some to the place I already want to go. Give me a reason mm-hmm. or excuse to keep digging or something like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's weird, right? Because Hannah has had an encounter with Allie post-Allie's disappearance in the hospital. Back when yes. she was in the hospital. Emily's oh, yeah, had with- Yeah, with a candy striper <laughs> outfit. Yeah, and then uh, Emily's had a, a alley in, uh, encounter, and now Spencer's had an alley encounter. If Arya has an alley encounter, mm-hmm. is Ali alive? I think Ali's. I still think Ali's dead, comma. But if she happens to have a twin sister, oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be. We fun. brought that up before. <laughs> I'm not against it. I think that's a fun idea. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, like I mean, I think it's fun. I do too. Like, why not? <laughs> like, just um, over there torturing those girls. <laughs> I mean, and who would want to torture Allie's friends more than her twin sister? I mean, Allie tortured those girls and she was their friend. Exactly. Imagine someone who don't care about them. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um, so, Spencer's like certain she's losing her freaking mind. Um, and so the next day she's talking to Emily about it. Um, and this is where Emily's like, yeah, when I had that conversation with Allie, that was more real than anything I've ever felt. Um, and maybe they won't be able to like move past this until they figure out what actually happened to Allie, which like, yeah, that would make sense from a psychological point of view. And then, uh, Emily gets, yeah, I I think I've been harping on for a while, like, why are these girls not putting this to rest? We have someone who, quote unquote, admitted they did it in Ian. Uh, the police accepted it. Uh, a lot of people in town accepted it. Like they can just and like there's a there's a motive. He was um, 
seeing with her that night, it is fine, right? I was like, that could be it. Move on with your lives. But the idea that they are like so tormented by like the spirit of of Allie, like makes a little more sense on why they are continuing this process, even though I'm like, please stop. Yeah, yeah, because it seems like Allie is not going to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. It does almost feel in a supernatural way that she's haunting them until they figure out what happened to her. Which, fair enough. But Allie, there, there's nothing else you could be doing. <laughs> like, you could be haunting some men. <laughs> Some particular men. Um, <laughs> but Emily gets a text from Maya. Uh, so the text says, Thanks for telling my parents. Thought I could trust you. Whose side are you on, Emily? Like, was Emily basically like, I should at least let my the parents know that she's alive? Or that like, I'm getting texts from her. Like, she's okay. She's not in danger. Or at least I, th- and she's even said she's not sure that it's actually Maya, right? So, like, at least if you have information, give it to the family. Like, Like, it's not like she's, it's not like she's staying at Hannah's house and, like, don't tell my Mm. parents that I'm staying at Hannah's house and I didn't run away, but I'm actually in the same town and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, she left the state. Yeah. She's debatable. Yeah. Like, with a stranger, like, I don't see any issue with what Emily did. No, I'm Team Emily here. Um, I think Maya blew that out of proportion. Like, it, like, at least let your parents know you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's the bare minimum you could do because they obviously care and are worried. Right. Correct. I agree. Um, so em- Emily, don't feel bad. And speaking about caring parents, Ashley. Ashley Marin. Hey. Ashley Marin is making an egg white omelet, and she hears Hannah's second phone the secret phone that mona gave her uh ringing in hannah's back and she's like that's not my phone that isn't your (laughs) phone whose phone could that be and hannah's like oh i don't know and then she's like no like give me the phone Mm -hmm. and she tells ashley that mona gave her this secret phone because mona needs to be able to reach her for anything 24 7 she's going through a crisis yeah but she won't say what the crisis is i, I would just stop lying to ashley that's why i said like ashley proved in season one she can tell when you lie like you trying to be secretive and stuff like that like you can withhold information all you want but just be like yeah yeah you caught me my bad won't happen right. again it'll happen again but like <laughs> you know but like say it won't like <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, like, like, and this is the Ashley, worst grounding that Hannah's ever had, it seems. Is it? I mean, like, she still was able to drive after, like, getting hit by a car and, like, crashing the car. Oh, and, like, <laughs> this is the first time we've seen her actually, like, punished. That's true. By her mother, other than, like, the police. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mona walks in. Um, uh, first of all, that ended up being Caleb that called. So we do get a little Caleb shout out here. Oh, she's like, Caleb, hey, this is her mom. You shouldn't be calling. Bye. <laughs> right. Um, she's like, Hannah doesn't have a phone anymore. <laughs> um, and Mona walks in and Ashley's like, if you need Hannah that badly, you can sleep over. Um, if the crisis is that bad, you can be here. 
you you can we'll feed you we'll take care of you but like hannah does not get a phone and she hands mona back the phone which i would be giving that phone to mona's parents if i was ashley i wouldn't give the phone back to the girl who gave it to my Mm -hmm. daughter i agree and uh yeah I i was thinking about this like if i was having a crisis First off, I would not go to Hannah. Like, like, no, no. Uh, but of the girls on the show, I would go to Hannah. I, I, f- I feel like she, she would be the best at me. <laughs> I, I feel like Spencer wouldn't handle it correctly. I feel like Emily wouldn't know what to do and would spiral. And I feel like Arya also wouldn't handle it correctly. And I think yeah. Hannah won't handle it the best, but I think Hannah would handle it more properly than others. Yeah. That's fair. Out of the girls, I think that's probably the best option. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, maybe <laughs> Emily, and I was like, no, Emily really would. Then she would bring all the other girls involved, and like, you yeah. don't need that. Like, um, if I need a tutor, I'll go to Emily. But like, <laughs> right? But that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mona says that uh, says something about like Ashley being better than like uh. Betty Crocker, or was it uh, Martha Stewart? Oh, Martha Stewart, my bad. Either way, but I was just like, okay, Mona, like, stop kissing Ashley's ass. That's my job. <laughs> She's like, you can do it all. You put her to shame. I was like, dang, Mona, you're putting it on thick. Yeah, and like, we know Mona doesn't believe it. She'll kiss anyone's ass. But I think she genuinely I think, likes I think she, I Ashley, think she genuinely I think, likes like, Ashley. But I do think that she's a kid's ass also. Like, correct. Like, do I think Mona would do this to Pam? Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I actually do. I think she would do it to any of the parents, but I think she genuinely means it to Ashley. Yeah. Like, this was genuine. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do, but we're going to cut to Ezra's office. Oh, my God. Why did you scare me like that? Uh, Arya's going to show up to Ezra's office. She brought him coffee. And she's like, aren't you so excited that, like, you stood up to my dad, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, I'm not so sure because the dean of the university seems to be a little pissy at me, seems a little cold, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't take the job in New Orleans that your dad set the interview up for me. And Arya's just, like, fully oblivious. She's like, yeah, my dad doesn't have that kind of power, but the police, but the also- police do, you know what I mean? Like two things. One, correct. The police do. The police do have that power. Uh, also, I think Byron would have that type of power. But let he me tell you something. The department. The dean is not going to be upset that you didn't take a job. <laughs> so right. Else. Like, like if there's a problem, that means there's something else happening. Right. And, and you could like chalk it up to like you know Byron's you know dislike for Ezra, and which so like you know I'm Team Byron on this situation. Like yeah. Ezra gets no sympathy for me, none at all. Like, you're lucky you have a coworker. Yeah. And then they make out a little bit, and I just, I hit fast forward. I couldn't watch that. I, 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 here's my issue I can never hit fast forward because I need to see if someone peeps and then get my hopes up unnecessarily. That's totally fair. I just, <laughs> it was early in the morning, and I was like, I can't do this. That's fair. That's also understandable. I was like, I just woke up. I have my glasses on, but I can see this is wrong. Oh, yes, 100%. Um, 
I, I just need to know what other adult I have to be ashamed of for not doing anything about it. Yeah. Um, speaking of peeping, <gasps> someone got their peepers operated on. That was Jenna. Yeah. She got this that surgery um, to try and get her eye repaired. And <laughs> she's supposed to take the bandage off with the doctor. Uh, and Toby, and but she wants to do it now. And Toby's like, mm, maybe we should wait for the doctor, which I get having had mm. surgery and like being like, oh, I'm supposed to wait two full weeks. And I did mm-hmm. wait until two weeks to take my bandage off. But the doctor was like, if you had taken it off after like a week and a half, you would have been fine. Um, but Jenna says, I want your like, face to be the first thing I see. Okay, I didn't like that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, just knowing their histories, I, I could never be okay with them, them two and anything that Jenna says that could even insinuate something. Yeah. And, like, uh, like, it, like Jay, and, and I blame the writers for this. This could have been such a sweet moment. But because of what they've done with Jenna in the past. I know. And, 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 and listen, this is my favorite Jenna episode. Like, I'll say that full stop. Same. <laughs> oh, good. I, I'm glad I'm not on the island. I mean, you know like, my favorite Jenna moment ever, but like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jenna slapping Jenna is one of my favorite television moments. <laughs> I just said fair enough. Johnny Fairplay lying about his dead grandma and the, and the slap in Pretty Little Liars. Honestly, 1A and 1B. I mean, if we're going to rank them, I think the Fairplay moment had a more formative it was more formative in my upbringing because I was like, you can lie about things. I was a child. Um, but when I talk about better moments, I do think the Hannah slap was a better moment. Um, and that being said, you can uh, lie about things. Well, I was like, that was what? Like 2003. I was in like third grade. Understood. Um, so Jenna takes the bandage off and she starts crying because the surgery didn't work. Mm-hmm. And Toby says, I'm so sorry and starts to comfort her. And I felt so bad for Jenna. Yeah. It was such a tender moment, except we know the history between Jenna and Toby. Mm-hmm. And we know that like, this was her moment to like, like she's been through a lot in the past, like weeks worth of time in the show. She almost died last episode. Right. So she's allowed to cry. Yes, I agree. Um, also, this is like, in general, like, your healthcare and your ability to see are like very sensitive things. So like, she's allowed to cry anyway, but like, especially mm-hmm. with all things considered. Correct. Like, she's been going through a lot. And this was the light at the end of the tunnel. And sadly, yeah. she didn't get to see the light. And yeah, she didn't get to see anything, actually. Oh. Um, Damn. So... <laughs> We're going to go to school. And uh, Spencer finds out that Allison and A had been communicating in the newspaper classified ads. Do you remember classified ads? No. Do you remember the, like, uh, Craigslist, like, meet cute page, whatever? Missed Connections, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what that reminded me of. (laughs) Uh, But... Jay... Was I the only person infuriated? Like by what? This is a big thing to just gloss over. What? <laughs> just a, the fact that they're actually talking in the newspaper. 
to each other, communicating back and forth. Well, I think it's very creative. But what yes. made Allie want to communicate with A, not by no, responding no. to the text messages or not by responding? Not, not the communication. I would like to clarify, not the communication upset me. The fact that they were like glossing over it. What do you mean? When they were looking through the newspaper and stuff, they were like noticing all these random stuff, like trying to pick at this, like, oh, this is like highlighted or this word is like very interestingly. Well, I think like, but there was like a whole session of like, Hi, at well, they were probably looking at things that were like, mm -hmm. just, like highlighted and circled to like distract them in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. It it feels like someone was drawing attention to other things on the paper, just specifically not draw attention to the classified ads. Or, like, Allie knows if this was Allie's bag and everything and everything in there wasn't planted by A, like, mm -hmm. Allie knows that the classified ads are there. So she doesn't need to be circling those. Understood. Fair enough. So she's, if she's keeping tabs on Melissa being the one who is threatening her, she's going to mm -hmm. circle the address or, like, highlight the house that Melissa was, like, writing the letters from or whatever. Okay, I couldn't do with that. Yeah, because she I knows that. that the classified ads are there. And, mm -hmm. like, that paper would be very convenient for her to have because that's what she's communicating with A through. Mm -hmm. um, and the the classified ads, um, basically, uh, Allie says, hey, A, like, how do we end this? And A responds saying, hey, desperately seeking silence, who says I want to end this? And then uh, Allie writes back, and then there's another one that says, okay, Queen Bee, you win. Face off Sunday, 235 Spruce Street in Beehaven, which is Brookhaven. Mm -hmm. um, I did find it weird that they're communicating through classified ads until I remembered that, like, Allie was getting a lot of written notes instead of text messages. Mm. I, if I remember correctly, in the Halloween episode, yeah, she, she got, like, written notes. Yeah, what's with a doll she put in the like boss? Yeah, maybe. so maybe she didn't know how else to communicate with A, and maybe there's like, maybe she had gotten a note saying, "If you want to talk to me, do it this way or whatever." Like, we don't have all the information. Now, now with that being said, is it weird that the girls never replied back to an A message? Um, well, they didn't put one in the classified section. Yeah, but they get tests now. Right. It's a lot easier to respond. But they're, but like, it's weird that they haven't tried to respond to A. Yeah. But it's not weird that Allie, I mean, maybe A told Allie to communicate through the newspaper. Maybe mm. that was, Allie knew that's a way that you can communicate with people, mm -hmm. like, otherwise. If you don't That's know right. how to reach them. But I do think it's weird that like the girls really haven't communicated that much back and forth with A, especially to find out who it is. Mm -hmm. They've sent things like, okay, what do I have to do? Or whatever. Or whenever, like with like the cupcake thing or whatever. Like, like they like it 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 just seems to me like trying to take the back rows to figure out who A is when you can like you know Right, when you could like literally well I think they I think they tried to get Caleb to like track the IP address of the email uh -huh. and like stuff like that. 
and like they were having trouble with like the computer stuff because A was like hacking into Hannah or Caleb's computer. Ah, fair enough. So they have tried that. But I also don't think that like teenagers, I mean, I don't think teenagers would have that kind of tracking technology in 2010, 2011 anyway. But Hmm. I think definitely phone tracking when these phones don't have a GPS, they, that's like police level technology that like, even when you listen to like serial um, with, uh, about Ad- the Adnan Syed case, they have a hard time tracking the cell phone pinging, except for like two, they knew he was between two different towers, his phone was between two different towers during certain hours and during certain times, but they still can't track it to, and they knew it was his phone because it was his phone number. But this is either a blocked number or an unlisted number. And also like, they don't have the technology to like, pin it down to like certain tell like cell towers and even then like the police had a hard time in like 2008 to 2012 doing that understood okay that makes um, sense which is something we have to remember um i, I know i understand i keep putting modern logic to um passwords and that don't always work <laughs> I know. Um, but it turns out that spruce street is right near the creepy doll hospital oh um and I'm gonna, Jay. I never thought I'd see them again. Right, I was like, <laughs> and like, I'm, I wasn't as creeped out by the by the dolls because, long story short, uh, I dated someone who had an obsession with creepy dolls, and uh, the girl was a lot weirder and creepier than uh, the dolls were. <laughs> Fair enough. Shout out if you know who I'm talking about. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> also, she might be listening. I doubt it. She hates my guts, but it's fine. Um, hate, listen, do it. Listen, oh, I love it. <laughs> do you hate me? At least you're thinking about me. <laughs> but I think that's how Allie felt during her life too. Um, I can see that. That sounds like Allie's right. Yeah. And in the meantime, we hear Jenna and Toby talking, and and they're like, Jen, and Jenna doesn't have her cane, but she's still wearing her sunglasses. Mm-hmm. We hear her being like, "Are the girls over there?" And Toby's like, "Yeah." And she so she goes to approach the girls and Hannah immediately is like, so can you see or not? Like no tact. No tact at all. I mean, yeah, it was Hannah does not care. And she never has. Like, like Hannah's like, I only think about you when I have to, Jenna. Right. And Jenna's like, at least you're thinking about me. Um But Jenna shakes her head no, and she's very emotional when she says this but she says hannah when you saved me mm-hmm. it made me realize that people can grow and people mm-hmm. can change so now mm-hmm. it's my turn mm-hmm. i want to apologize and emily's like for what like you haven't done anything have you and and hannah and not hannah jenna says jenna. i want to apologize for hating you um mm-hmm. i was filled with such hatred and i can see now not literally, but I can see that hating you didn't solve anything. I held mm-hmm. a grudge for so long that I didn't do anything, and you were able to grow and move past the people that you were. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn. Um, and plus, I was never the person you really needed to fear anyway. And she does not give them a chance to ask who they should be fearing. She just gets up and walks away with her cane. Bye. <laughs> I felt so vindicated, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jay. 
like, I did it, too, but also I was like, <laughs> if you're sorry, why are you having this power move of walking over without your cane to like have them like second guess whether you can see? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, was I part of the camp that second guess whether or not Jenna can see? I was. I'm not going to lie to EJ. <laughs> That's fair. Because. Cause I, cause I saw the tear, and I was like, I don't know if this is a tear of, oh my gosh, I can see, or if it's a tear like, oh my gosh, it failed. And then when Toby said, I'm sorry, it's like, okay, fair, fine enough, fair. <laughs> so yeah. I understand, I understand the skepticism. Uh, comma, but and, and like here's here's how I feel, right? Um, I don't like what happens next. Well, first off, Jenna is like again, she's just a teenage girl. They're all just teenage girls. They should not be as afraid as they are in these people. Um, but I do not yeah. like the. Uh, questioning up the sincerity of this, right? Because I'm a firm believer, personally. Like, just because well, tell us, tell us what happens next, so that people oh, okay. are caught up. Oh, my, my bad. <laughs> okay, so um, Jenna, Jenna leaves, um, and Emily's like, "Y'all aren't buying this, are you? Like, you you cannot be buying this." And Arnie's like, hundred percent. That was like, she was so genuine." And Emily's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> <laughs> Like tr- truly, like, and I can understand. I can understand believing her. I can understand not believing her. Like y- y'all, you and Jenna have had such a tumultuous relationship. Um, to be kind about it. <laughs> um, so I can understand you not like wanting to buy her sincerity, right, and not wanting to accept all that stuff. But like, she genuinely comes to you girls unprompted, um, seemingly almost next to no motive. Like, besides the fact that Hannah saved her, and she was, was like, "This is what prompted me to like think like this," and y'all have changed. And I'm sorry for hitting you. I'm ready to change. Like, and we've had this conversation before. Like, people could change just to not change with us, right? Near us, we don't need that happening. Like, you can be sorry. I don't have to accept your. Shout out to my like ex. Stuff. <laughs> 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 the way that you were laughing, your face was no. Um, really. But like, here's the other thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's put the Jenna thing side by side with what happened last episode. Mm-hmm. In the Jenna thing, the girls were not so innocent bystanders, where mm-hmm. Allie convinced them that they were part of it. Allie yeah. threw a stink bomb into yeah. the shed that Jenna was in, thinking it was Toby, because they were trying to bully Toby. And th- something exploded. And Jenna was blinded. But there's like a ton of smoke, potentially fire. And the girls don't do anything to get Jenna out. Mm -hmm. This time, last episode, someone else does something to Jason's house when Jason is not there. Could be Jason, we don't know. But someone does something to Jason's house while Jason isn't there, knowing that Jenna is inside, we assume. The girls are also some of the girls who are there are also bystanders they have a choice they can be somewhat innocent bystanders and just let jenna be in the fire because they may they don't necessarily know it's jenna they don't necessarily know exactly what's going on or hannah can do what hannah does and she can pull jenna out and risk her own safety to save jenna because that's the thing. Like, they are under no obligations to enter the house fire. Like, that's a house fire. You don't enter a house fire. Right. You but can like... call and say someone is in the house. Mm-hmm, correct. 
but Hannah takes it upon herself to put her own safety at risk mm. to save Jenna. And for all Jenna knows, so does Spencer. She, there is no reason for her to walk away from last week's episode and think anything except these girls have changed. They did the complete opposite of what started my hatred for them. And they learned from that incident. Mistake or or in, or uh, intentional. They have learned from that. So when Emily says the surgery, if the surgery didn't work, wouldn't she be just as angry as she ever was? Yeah, but not at you. I mean, maybe at Emily. She doesn't know if Emily's changed. But like, <laughs> not at Hannah. Not at Hannah, not at Spencer. Why would she come over and cry in front of you, show weakness in front mm. of you, and say, I think you've changed? And not believe it. Like it this the mm. situations were just such a perfect mirror of each other. Yes. That I can't see it being anything but genuine. And Emily being the quote unquote empathetic one in so many yes. parts of the series, it hurts me that she is so blinded by her own dislike of Jenna that she's unable mm -hmm. to unable to like see that Jenna all along, like wasn't their enemy. She was just a girl who hated that these girls were involved with like the worst moment of her life. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I, I agree one hundred percent. And here's my thing: it'll be one thing if this was Spencer, because Spencer is skeptical about everything in her life. <laughs> like Spencer. <laughs> so yeah, and then they're they're missing out on this other part of the story, right? Where where Spencer is, where they're like, who should we be afraid of, if not Jenna? Mm -hmm. uh, and Arya's like, maybe Garrett or Melissa. Uh, and Spencer's like, well, Allie knew who we should be afraid of, so we got to go back to Brookhaven if we ever want to find out. Meanwhile, at school, uh, okay. Mona has a text from A, which... We never thought we'd get Mona back with getting text from A. Text from A. Text from A. I was very intrigued. Yeah, so this message says, break up Hannah and her hottie or you go back to being a junior high naughty. Don't text me. Or don't test me. Yeah. The S's and the S's, they're really fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't read. I can't speak. <laughs> Great podcast experience. Um, Honestly, I think we compliment each other perfectly. We do. But, uh, yeah. Mona's oh, yeah, still the, the getting text. very entry-level, service-level A texts. And the girls are, like, getting their lives threatened. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it makes me curious about the entire Mona of this all. Like, why Mona? Because here's the thing. Uh, I will say Mona might be the closest person to the core four, but that's solely because of Hannah. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know if Spencer has any other friends, uh, but like the other friends of the friends aren't getting these messages. That we like, know if, of. I feel like we, we would see it. That's what my gut says. Like, um, I think we will see it. 
because here's the thing about it, right? One thing we will know if they were getting texts from A, um, at this point in time of A's um, freaking people out career, um, it's going to be about those four girls. So they'd be like, yo. I mean, Lucas could have been getting texts from A, but even then it was like intense stuff. Like 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 the the note that Byron got, it was about Arya. The um other one from Ella was like Arya knows X, Y, and Z. I don't know any other people who got a message from A that yeah. was outside of the girls. Maybe Noel got a heads up about yeah. Ezra. Um and the thing is like it seems like an innocent text, right? But we also know that there were like secrets underneath all of those things that even in the beginning that the girls were getting, there were secrets there, like Hannah's uh, eating disorder or Mm -hmm. Arya's dad's affair. Um, And I wonder if Mona's being strung along because of something completely unrelated to her, but maybe related to Caleb. Fair. Like maybe she's getting this like playful haha Hannah and her hottie or you're gonna be a junior high naughty is really about getting Caleb like Caleb just came back maybe Caleb coming back is bad for A like if I was A I would view Caleb as an active threat to um, me personally and and whatever sick twisted games that I have going on or want to play so I think understandably wanting Caleb out of the picture is and A's benefit overall. It just is very interesting that the language is far more playful with Mona, which makes me think that like Mona, like whatever Mona is asked to do, she doesn't know the seriousness of it. it like A is like trying to make it, it's, it's not like A is going to do anything to Mona except take away her popularity, it seems. <laughs> Well, here's my thing, and I think this goes back to um, what you said at the start of this, being like, oh, uh, this feels very surface level or very entry for Mona. Because I think the girls' text messages of A started out like a lot like this. Like, mm-hmm. it was like this type of playfulness. Uh, and then they started to get mean. <laughs> and then A started doing, like, psychologically torturing them, physically harming them. Like, so I think it just, like, started up, and then they just, like, had to keep ramping it up. So my so is question like, is like, the ahead. start is this the start for Mona, and it's going yeah, to be a like lot worse. Yeah, is this like phase two, mm-hmm. where we're expanding the A universe? Ooh. <laughs> or is this someone pretending to be A? Also possible. Or is this maybe there's multiple people who are A? And one of them doesn't want to get their hands too dirty, so they do the, like, lighthearted stuff. And the other one does the, like, running people over with cars and threatening their lives. I like that. I do, too. I think that might be my favorite idea so far. Yeah. Just throwing out all the different possibilities. There's probably more that I'm not even thinking of. 100%. I don't know what those forms look like, but I'm intrigued uh, what they look like in 2011, 2012. Yeah. And uh, Hannah thinks (laughs) that Jen is sending these messages. Uh, after Jenna just apologized to Hannah, we're still throwing Jenna under the bus. Like, for why though? That that that'll be my next question. Like, why would Jenna do that? Well, Jenna also was like, 
potentially interested in Caleb earlier. Right? Wasn't she trying to blackmail Hannah or, or like get dirt on oh, yeah, Hannah? Yeah, she she was. You're right. You're not wrong about that. So like maybe but, there's that. But like why right I, after I that? I want to know the motive. That's my question. What is the motive that she would have? Especially right after that conversation. Yes. Um, and uh, she's like, I'm going to be going to Brookhaven later. And Mona's like, but what about our plans? And then Caleb shows up and he's like, yeah, are we going to hang out tonight? And Hannah invites Mona to hang out with Did you notice how Caleb showed up, though? He just, like, comes up Caleb and, like, up? go ahead. He, he, he rolls up and cuts right in the middle of them. And yeah. Turns back, and try, like, almost turns his back towards Mona, but not, not completely, but almost. Like, actively knowing during the conversation, like, cutting that off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is this is my girl. You can't have her. <laughs> um, which, you know, like, I do like Mona and Hannah together more than I like Hannah and Caleb, but it's fine. Whatever. I, agree. I, uh, I like this little mini beef they got. Yeah, this. Like, like this unserious high school beef they got. <laughs> this feels very high school and like maybe the most high school thing happening in the entire show. 100%. Um. And Hannah invites Mona to hang out with them, and Caleb looks pissed. Like, I think he thought they yeah. were going to be, like, having some welcome back hookups. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the vibe. And Mona's like, she changes her tune. She's like, well, I can't make it anyway. Like, even though she, like, was the one who brought up hanging out in the first place. Yeah. Um, She's like, but I'll be there for our slumber party. And I think that's partially to, like, play up to Ashley that, like, Mona needs Hannah. But also, like, I like that they're having slumber parties. I do too. No, no, that that's friendships goals. Yeah, yeah, that's like you, you let your true friend sleep over, and Hannah has two true friends, Emily and, and Mona. Mona. Yeah. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, Arya is gonna go Question. to her mom's desk to let her know, and she's gonna write her a note to let her know that uh, she's gonna be going to Brookhaven later. Yeah. Uh, with her friends, or hanging out with Spencer later, I think is what the letter the note says. And she finds a note asking for Arya's transcripts. Why? Why would her, why would Byron ask uh, Ella for uh, Arya's transcripts? You want me to give you the correct answer? You can give me any answer you want. <laughs> He's like, listen. <laughs> if I cannot get the pedophile out of Rosewood, I'll get my daughter out of Rosewood. <laughs> so, not remembering this plot line that seems to be resolved within the episode which is why i clearly didn't remember it um <laughs> i was like is he gonna see if Arya has any other male teachers and demand that she gets swapped out of their classes because <laughs> that was my first thought like i was like and you know what i think that's valid like sorry to yeah. the other men but like if my daughter has a thing for somewhat attractive i guess male teachers and has a past mm-hmm. with a pedophile i'm gonna make sure she doesn't have that option anymore although women can be pedophiles too and we don't like them either correct looking at you I may could... december yep uh there's a movie that came out recently called may december that has the guy from riverdale uh who uh, i couldn't tell you who he is he is asian um and it's a story of it's based on a real story of a woman who was a teacher who 
preys on, has a child with, and then marries and then divorces. I think they're divorced now. Her former student, her student at the time. Can, can I tell you what I dislike about our society? Yes. I heard a controversy about that and it was not about the pedophilia. Right. <laughs> Correct. That, that, that was not okay. Not for me, personally. Correct. Um, so we will call out pedophilia. When, and the thing is, like, in May, December, I haven't seen the movie, but mm-hmm. first of all, they didn't consult from what I've heard in interviews with the actual survivor, the mm-hmm. young man who actually was involved. They didn't consult him for his side of the story. And it, he felt it wasn't a true portrayal of his trauma, which mm-hmm. I find disrespectful. I and agree. second of all, uh, like, I think they tried to address it, but like, we don't need to make entertainment out of people's real trauma. I agree with that 100%, Jay. If you want to make a fake story where this happens, I'm still iffy about it. If it's going to be mm-hmm. like a teen drama and like geared towards children mm-hmm. um, who don't necessarily understand that that's not okay. Uh, but if you're going to make that kind of plot line in a show for adults with adult actors who are playing adults, fine i still don't like it but fine Mm -hmm. but this was based on a real story and like just it just bothered me on many levels i understand i understand that being said natalie portman was in it do we like natalie portman i don't know i think she's fine interesting i don't know anything about her that i wouldn't like I, um, I, I got her missed though. We're going to Paltrow. My bad. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. You know, because you know, they're both for love of interest in a Marvel movie. I guess so, yeah. I was like, oh. I, was like, I guess. It's <laughs> like she used to do some weird stuff, and I was like, oh, wrong, wrong person. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the girls are going to go to the doll store, the doll hospital in Brookhaven. Oh, yeah, we are doing that. Wait, I will, I will also like say real quick. Oh, uh, wait, we didn't resolve that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Ari's parents want to send her to a boarding school in Vermont for girls. <laughs> and Ari like is this pissed. I, I, you, you know me personally. I've been in a lot of stuff with Byron this entire time. I've been mm-hmm. like, you know what, Byron, you are doing the right things. The only thing I disagree with is that you have yet to call the cops. But besides that, you've been on the right track. This was not the move. I, I don't think that was the move. I don't think uh, it's the move, but I think, like, it's fine to consider. Like, I I think it's fine to consider it as an option. I don't think it's fine to make that the final option. Okay, fair enough. Um, See, see, I'm also unsure, like, how final of an option that was prior to Arya seeing this. Right. Because, like, a lot of mm -hmm. private schools also don't accept mid-semester transfers. Mm-hmm. Unless there's an extenuating circumstance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go to Brookhaven. I don't want to talk about that. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so Arya's venting to her friends. And uh, then they run into the girl, or they run into the woman, this old woman with a Southern accent, uh, who is opening up the store. And they see the voodoo doll in the window. And the girls ask, uh, has anyone have you ever sold any of those voodoo dolls before? Because uh, our friend received one just like it, and 
as a gift and we wanted to we wanted to know if you remember ever selling them she's like we don't sell those someone left it here and she's like the door and we're not open yet and the girls see yeah go ahead also like two things one i felt like the voodoo doll that they point out was not unique enough for it to be particularly from this place if that makes sense it does look like the voodoo doll you would find in like hot topic yeah yeah so and and secondly she should have said we don't really sell stuff our our main purpose is to repair them so like why are you like but are you sure you don't sell them though right um like she told you what she does right it's a doll hospital (laughs) um and they're looking in the window and they see that not all of the dolls are dolls one of them is a little boy Jay, when I told you that freaked me out, I'll be honest. <laughs> I was not okay. And this little boy does not get better. <laughs> He's like a sickly Victorian child. I was not creeped I, out by I, this boy. Like, uh, like, why are you just poking your head through the mirror, like, window like that? Like, that I, I think he wanted... Okay, have you ever... I mean, you've been a child. Thank you. Uh, have you ever been in, like, Walmart or Target and you, like, hide in the rack of clothes to, like, jump out at your mom or whatever? I have hidden in the rack of clothes, yeah. I think that's what he was trying to do to his grandma. Uh Uh-huh. But there just happened to be, like, girls outside, like, these customers outside. Fair enough. Or he knew they were coming and he wanted to see them. But we'll get there. Um... So I'm not okay with this storyline. <laughs> yeah, it's weird in many ways that I can't explain to you. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the creepy boy is named Seth. Uh, and they go downstairs to mm-hmm. like because Martha, the store owner, is like clean is like setting things up in the doll hospital she's like yeah my sister used to own this place but then she died so now i'm taking over she's like no one will buy no one will buy it from me she's like i am stuck with this store which makes us think that like maybe it's not that successful of a store because first of all who has dolls like that anymore and second of all like who's sending them off for repairs when a lot of those dolls can like kind of be like macgyvered back together Mm -hmm. i've had american girl dolls before um and i think it's hannah starts asking seth the little boy um if he recognizes a picture of allison and he goes yeah she was here the summer before last which is a weird way to talk for a little kid um so weird and also something a little kid would not remember i mean he also yes but only because he says that's her face but she had dark hair and lots of it like i don't think he would recognize ally as vivian yes i agree um if they had only interacted that one time now now if if this was a person that he's regularly familiar with then i'd be like you know what fine i'll give you that and you haven't seen them seen that person since like last summer you remember that right so that's that was the, not the vibe thing. I was getting. Um, and he's and he says that Allison wanted to know who bought the doll, and um, 
then he says it was a, a man and a woman with dark hair and they wanted to hurt her um and martha the grandma says oh don't listen to him that's something you saw in his head and i was like okay he has an active imagination but that's not what she means she means this boy is clairvoyant and he and she says he sees things that haven't happened yet what (laughs) jay (laughs) this little boy is raven back staring everyone Jay, I stopped. I was like, I can't. <laughs> this cannot be a real storyline. We cannot be doing this. <laughs> yeah. So we are what? introducing the supernatural besides ghosts into. <laughs> well, oh no, Mona, uh, not Mona. Maya is a ghost, according to you. So, like, this is your fault. Ah, dang, I did this. Ah, man. What door bots have I opened? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, they ask, like, is the girl blind? And uh, Seth says, no, she could see. And then Martha is like, go upstairs. Like, shut up and go upstairs. Go play with some dolls. Like, fuck you. No, no. Here was the weird thing. Pause. The weirdest thing of the entire scene for me. That grandma she does said, not like that child. She said, take the groceries upstairs. Why was the groceries downstairs? I assume maybe there's, like, a little fridge or whatever. Or, like, I don't know. Jay, I was like, why is it down there? How long has it been down there? Because you didn't take anything down there. Those clues were already there. So, multiple times they like flat, they like look up to the store from the outside. They look up to the second story of the doll hospital, and it seems that someone lives upstairs. So, I assume they live upstairs. Yeah. So, maybe they went in through the back door when they got the groceries, and he just like brought them into like the basement level. And then, like, was waiting for Grandma to, like, open up the store because she was going to help him with the groceries to bring him up to the second floor or whatever. And he just didn't do it because he was waiting for her. And now she's like, go go away. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, that's all I can think of because, like, that's the only thing that makes sense. We don't need to get into Martha and Seth's backstory. They don't... Martha I... and Seth are very weird. <laughs> How did they get to Connecticut? They have, like, she has this deep southern accent. She does not want to own this store. She does not want to live there. <laughs> In my mind, I remember this woman being far creepier. I was weirded out. But I was weirded out um, everything. But like creepier, like looking. Like this looks like your uh, average old late old white lady. It's an old lady. But like yeah. in my head, she was like decrepit. Ah, that's fair enough. Um, like horror movie old. Um and as he's going upstairs, Seth says, I'm sorry what happened to her. And at first I thought he was talking about the woman in the couple that was trying to hurt Allie. And then I realized he's talking about Allie. He goes, I can't imagine dying that way, dirt filling your mouth, like with inhaling, like breathing in all that dirt. I don't even like when sand is in my mouth. And like, they haven't mentioned that Allie's dead. Correct. So how does he know they're talking about the girl who died? And how does he know how she died? Like, I don't get it. Because he saw, because he's allegedly supernatural is what the show wants us to believe. I don't want, I don't want this kid to be supernatural. I want him to be weird. Like, go play with your airplane. Well, later, in the next scene, they, they're like, so he he saw the he reads the newspaper. So what? And I'm like that kid is like six years old. 
He can't read. Not the newspaper. Um, and then <laughs> I remember I was like, okay, but like, depending on whoever was his guardian the summer before last, to use his words, mm-hmm. maybe it was Grandma's sister. Um, Grandma's sister, or or my the one who's dead. Oh yeah, she just because like I don't know. I just assumed she would be nicer than this lady. Um, <laughs> it's not hard. Uh, maybe whoever it was was like he saw like girl found dead or whatever, and he can read those words right because those are easy words. He's like, what does it say? Yes. What happened? Like blah blah. blah. Even though he doesn't yeah. seem like the type to freak out, and maybe someone told him like this is what happened to her. Like, this isn't going to happen to you. But who's explaining a murder mm. to, like, a six-year-old that isn't related to the victim? Because who who was Allie to them? Right. In a different town. A different town. Ain't even Rosewood. But that could be why he remembers her if, like, he was, like, you know, he saw her face in the paper, remembered her death. And he was like, oh, yeah, this girl was in... Which I've seen her face on flyers all around town because I'm sure in the town yeah. over they had flyers everything too. You know what? Fair enough. You know what? You make your points. But like the way that he recalled the details and the way he talked about it of the death. That was creepy and like the couple being after her was creepy. But like otherwise like I can see a child hyperfixating on one bad thing that they've heard happened and like either learning everything about it or like making up stories about it because it's something they remember. So in their mind, it happened to them. Mm. So I think about like nine 11 when that happened, I Mm. was in first grade, I believe. And I remember hyper fixating on the fact that I have family that live in New York in the outskirts of New York city, like within an Mm -hmm. hour of New York city. And I remember thinking, people are going to hurt my family because people hurt people in New York. Mm-hmm. And I remember for months being like, asking my parents, like, are people going to hurt my family? Are people going to hurt my family? Is what happened on 9-11 going to happen again? And I can see over a year, a year and a half, a kid making up a story or hyperfixating on a certain aspect of the story mm-hmm. but that just didn't see it just didn't seem to be that in this case they the show really wants you to think that this kid is a psychic like like here's my thing I, I'm, I'm not inherently against supernatural right for me personally in my life supernatural stay away we don't need you here I'm fine life is good <laughs> <laughs> But in my television shows, I'm not so far anti-supernatural stuff. I don't like it being sprung on me like this in such a haphazard, sloppy way. Well, we have the ghost of Allie throughout the whole series. Well, but here's the thing about the ghost of of Allie, right? Like, you can easily explain that away as a figment of the girl's imagination. Like, think about the times we've seen Allie. Emily was suffocating because of the carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, 
Hannah was in the hospital bed. Um, Spencer just happened to take these um, sleeping pills. So they were in states where they were not 100%. So you can explain the way of why we saw Allison in that situation, in those situations. Mm -hmm. This kid's just a psychic being like, oh yeah, she died like this. Nothing explained. It just so felt funny. later we do see that A like is paying off this family this correct and so <laughs> oh, we'll get to that when we get to that but i i do also think that like maybe a like gave him enough gave them enough details to be like convince them of something spooky like like that like that's where i land at right now right like after watching this entire episode that's where i'm at yeah but at this point when i was watching i was like i'm out on this man <laughs> Well, this child. Yeah. Um, though by now, that's probably that child is probably a man. Um, Fair enough. So, <laughs> when they're talking about this creepy little kid, Spencer's like, mm, my parents did think that Melissa could have had something to do with Allison's death. And, you know, the kid mentioned a girl with dark hair being out to get Allie. And also, by the way, Jason's my brother. <laughs> and the girls are like what <laughs> like Spencer you're just dropping a lot on us stuff I should have been new especially with the Melissa murder thing and like what did they what did your parents know why would they think that she's like I'm not sure Spencer doesn't know what to think but she's like all I'm saying is Melissa had motive and opportunity like I don't know if we brought this up in a past podcast but like your parent don't just happen to have a private investigator call on you. Like, that's just right. not something they just happen to do when a strategy strikes. So there is something building up to this for Melissa and her parents' eyes. And it could be that... Oh, one moment. Let me gather okay. my thoughts. <laughs> so, yeah, also, she's she's not entire it's just interesting that mm -hmm. they're still questioning melissa and if melissa had yes. anything to do with it and that the hastings investigated melissa but clearly they didn't find anything right mm -hmm. like veronica does not seem like the kind of person who would cover it up can i can i push back yeah i think if they did find something they would not let it out. I think Peter, but I think... I, I think Veronica loves her children too much and would be like, I don't want to see my daughter in any trouble. I Especially if they found her. out she was pregnant not so long after. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see that. Um, And I don't think they would tell Spencer either. Because I think they're like, I know. Yeah, no, oh, 100%. You want to keep as much information as possible away from Spencer. But, but would they let Melissa know they found something? Because does Melissa know? So the other thing is, they, mm. like, they definitely wouldn't have told, uh, told either of them that they hired a private investigator if they didn't find anything. That's fair. Because, like, what's the point if you didn't find anything connected to the murder itself? That's true. Like, if you find out that, like, Melissa was, like, yelling at a 16-year-old, like, whatever. 
sure that's what like it's not great behavior but like it's not arrest worthy like sometimes you get angry with those little craps <laughs> you be like darn you 16 year old <laughs> i mean i never would send threatening text messages or letters okay, yeah, i wouldn't go that that far that's true like perhaps it's borderline like harassment you could get a restraining order mm -hmm. but i don't think it and possibly you could get arrested for like stalking yeah but it's also very hard to arrest a stalker, unfortunately, in the United States. Um, so I don't know that any charges would actually be able to be brought up and, like, taken seriously. Also, Ali disappeared. So who's pressing charges? And then she died. They found her body, like, afterwards. So, so Ari is going to go home. Her mom's folding laundry. And she's like, hey, can you bring the laundry up? like upstairs and she goes and, and Arya is just like super bratty she's like I found the boarding school application why are you trying to ruin my life and I think Ella has a pretty okay response here's my thing right if I am looking for a person of action I will look for Byron before I look for Ella Mm -hmm. But if I'm looking for someone to explain, I'm going to Ella before I go to Byron. Because mm -hmm. Ella keeps her composure a lot better than Byron. And she's able to articulate her thought processes. Because even though, like I told you, I was out on the decision of the uh, boarding school. Like the way Ella explains, I was like, I Maybe can see it. <laughs> I can buy it. I, under, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, because Ella says it's not just about what happened with Mr. Fitz. Uh, it's also because you're, I think you're being bullied and like, it's a safety issue. Um, cause, cause like, remember it was just a couple episodes ago. Um, Ash, well, pause. Um, Ella's been suspecting that there's been something going on, um, bullying with Arya, but Ashley came to Ella being like, yo, they're being threatened by this person and they're not letting our daughters know. We need to figure out who this is. Yeah. So like, and, like, so, like Ella a fashion show. Yeah, awesome. you're right. Like, so the like, moms are there. So, Ella has rights to be concerned about, like, her daughter's safety in this town at this point. And the fact that her daughter's, like, not letting her in and not letting, telling her, like, what's actually going on in her life. I can see it. Yeah, but then Arya's like, listen, I get it. You're probably coming from a good place. You care about me, but dad just wants to punish me and hurt me. And then she's like, and here's the thing. He's not the only one that could cause some damage in this family. Um, I wouldn't want the truth about him having an affair with one of his graduate students to get out. That wouldn't look so good for him either. And she's threatening her father's career and her family's like well-being and ability to survive. For so two adults having a consensual relationship, mm -hmm. even though there's a power imbalance, Versus her teacher having a pedophilic relationship with her. Like, again, I, I stand by my statement. What Byron did was not it. That was not it, fam. He was 100% in the wrong with that. 100%. Yes. And I'm agreeing, to be clear. I am, a, I am also a believer that uh, your actions do have consequences. Uh, with that being said, this is not the car you pull, Arya. <laughs> I'm like, 
she's not only putting her dad at risk, right? She's putting her entire family and her well-being at like, risk. Like her dad losing his job um, over a relate having a relationship with a student. Like that's just not like oh he's now out of a job for a few months like. Like well, first him of all, like, if, job it, if it happened school. naturally, if someone else found out and then he got fired, I'm not. He deserves say, it. I'm not saying that it's the wrong move for the school. Like, 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 honestly, like Byron. But to do that put to your own stuff. father, because your parents won't let you sleep with your twenty-something-year-old teacher, that does not feel like the proper motive to expose wrongdoing. Like, like it'll be one thing if she was like. Dad, what you did was wrong, and I do not like harboring the secret. Um, I understand that mom knows, but like, we have to be open and honest about this. That's one thing. Right. She's coming from a place of spite from this. Like, oh, you're gonna mess with Ezra, I will mess with you, even though it will impact me and you, Ella, and Byron, and his ability to get another job, and Mike as well. Yeah. All because I can't um be in a relationship with a man I'm not supposed to be in a relationship anyway. Yeah. It. It's nasty. It's rude. It, and Ella will it, call her out on it later. I, I would like to say, right, as someone who's been out on Ella for a while now, the look Ella gave Arya, if looks could kill. <laughs> Ella, Arya would be gone. <laughs> she would be gone. <laughs> More dead than Allie. Like, tr- like truly, 100%. And, and like here's my here's my other thing, right? And I understand in, in the eyes of a minor um in this state that um Arya was in, Ella saying, I wanna understand, even though I find it completely wrong, disgusting, there's nothing to understand. Right. <laughs> um like that opened up the door for Arya being like, Okay, maybe we can get away with this. Maybe this will be okay. Right. Um uh, but like I like how Ella was like just because I try to understand, I never mean I gave you the green light. Never right. mean I'm okay in this um, situation. And I believe truly, if Ella did not fear that Arya would like run away with this man, yeah. <laughs> she would have already done something. That's what my heart says. Yeah. It's a shitty situation. I don't think she's handling it the best, but also it's not, I don't know. I don't know how you handle the situation, Jerry. And thankfully, I hopefully never will. Knock on wood. um so spencer is gonna come home and melissa's uh doing something she says want to help me and spencer's like with what and it's thank you notes for the baby shower because we're at the point where melissa is finally having a baby shower (laughs) we're far enough into the pregnancy that we can have um and melissa's like also um i was in your room earlier trying to get some stuff and why do you have that creepy bag full of Allie's old things. Like, don't you want to get rid of that? And Spencer mm-hmm. says, Jason gave it to me. Uh, and Melissa's like, give it away. Give it to charity. Uh, Melissa uh, wants nothing from Allie in that house. Here's the thing, right? I think Spencer came into her home on a defense. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, I, how Spencer took everything Melissa's saying, and I also think how the show wants me to take what Melissa's saying is a lot worse than what I actually think it meant. Oh, yeah. I think she was just like, you don't want your dead friend's old things. Like, you should donate that stuff. Like, 
doesn't it make you yeah. sad to have that around? But I definitely see how Spencer took it as something worse. Correct. Like I, like I really do think uh, Spencer took this as a a spark to the confrontation that happens next. Yeah, because Spencer is going to confront uh, Melissa about the video the night Allie disappeared, where Garrett and Jenna and and I think Ian are also in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like, explain this. Uh, and oh, yes. yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'll t- tell you my thoughts once you finish. Okay, and Melissa says, oh, you took, you stole that from Ian? Is that how you got it? And Spencer says, uh, by the way, mom and dad also suspected that maybe you had something to do with Allie, uh, Allie's murder. Melissa denies it, and she's like, literally half the town wanted Allie to disappear. So, like, if anyone had a motive, like, your friend was a, like, terrorist in this town. Like, a social terrorist. Um... So Spencer threatens to send the video to the police. And Melissa says, well, I've seen some videos of you and your friends that make you look pretty bad. So go ahead. <laughs> so here's my thing. Uh, Andy, AITA, am I the asshole post? The correct thing is everyone sucks here. Now, I feel like it'll be one thing if Spencer came to Melissa being like, this was sent to me. And this was apparently on the night of what's happening here. I'm so confused, <laughs> right? That that's one way to come at this, and I think that's a better way to come at it than the way she was um, actually handled. And she might have been able to get some answers out. Um, but she came in such accusing, like already, like despite what my, she might say in the rest of this episode, she basically came into this confrontation accepting the fact that she did, that Melissa murdered her, and mm-hmm. I'm going to confront you as if you did. Uh, and she is on. The offense, which automatically puts Melissa on the bat foot, instead of like trying to explain herself, is like, so how'd you get this? Why are you um, claim, um, claiming I did that's Y and Z? Like, this ain't it, fam. So, I think that was bad on Spencer. I was not here for the approach. I was also not even here for her being like, maybe the police might like this footage. I don't know how you feel about that. Again, these people, like, ready to ruin their families. Like, <laughs> like on a drop of a hat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, if I, if I expected that kind of threat from anyone, it would be Spencer. Sure, because that seems to be how the Hastings interact with each other, is through threats. Like, if you can tell me none of these people like each other except Veronica and her daughters, like that's it. I believe you. But besides Veronica liking Spencer, Veronica liking Melissa, these four people hate each other. Yeah, they uh, are a family by circumstance, <laughs> not a family by choice. 100%. Now, with that being said, because spoiler alert, I think Melissa's innocent. I do not like Melissa's response because that was some bullshit if I heard it. <laughs> like, well, I'd be like, oh, you're a murderer and now you're trying to silence me. <laughs> okay. So, what footage do you think she has of the girls? What footage of the girls do I think she has? Because here's the thing, right? If there was footage of the night of the Jenna thing, I think it would have already surfaced. That's what I humbly believe. Okay. Because that's the only thing that I can think it could possibly be. So, so I, that's fair. Like, like, here's my guess. Like, I could see, like, there's, like, cameras and, like, 
the office remember when they stole jenna's files yes i was just thinking about that yeah like i was like maybe that's it like i could see that being a thing and also um in the hospital there's also like footages of them could be break into the morgue office and there happens to be a page missing yeah and and, and, and like listen i like that one better because ren could have gone to melissa being like listen uh I took care of this, but this was some really troubling thing I saw. And you know he would have taken care of it, not only for yeah. Melissa, but for Spencer. For Spencer, yes. See, and I was going to ask, I was like, I can see how she would get footage of the Jenna thing, but not how she would get footage of the hospital. So you explain the hospital part. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the The Jenna thing, I think they would have, she might have footage we haven't seen because if it was in the NAT club, if oh. she's in the NAT club... Or if Ian was in the NAT club, which we know he was, she could have seen that footage and it might have been something A didn't have access to because maybe it died with Ian and Mm -hmm. Garrett, who's also in the club, didn't have access to it or didn't know where it ended up. That's fair. Okay, I can see that. Or it looks bad for Jenna, so Garrett doesn't want to reveal that footage. That also could be a factor. Like, it doesn't look bad for her, but, like, it's one of her worst moments. You don't want to, like, have that on film. You don't, like, make that public in any way and, like, show the girl that you supposedly like, like, Mm -hmm. in, like, suffering. I can understand that. Um, But we'll get back to Garrett. We will. Because the girls also think that Melissa's bluffing. When Spencer tells them about it, they're like, what could she possibly have on us? Like, she like if she has anything, it means that she's A. Um, so Hannah decides that's it. We're gonna we're gonna trick Melissa uh to prove that she's A. Um, and I got a question about the girls. Yeah. Do they think A and the person who killed Allison is one of the same? It feels like they do, mm. right? It feels like it. Because they talk about them in the same conversations a lot. Either that or the person who killed Allie mm. is close to A or involved with A in some kind of mm. way. I agree. Um. So if Allie has a twin, right? <laughs> yeah. Then maybe that twin is A, and wants to get revenge on the person that kills Allie, who killed Allie, mm-hmm. but also the girls for some reason. And therefore is connecting the two in, in all of these ways. Or mm-hmm. maybe they are the same person. Maybe, maybe Allie's... Oh, that would be fucked up. Allie's twin killed Allie. That would be... And then Ooh. tortured her friends. Oh my gosh. Um, but like, or if Garrett killed Allie and Garrett is also A, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can see it being the same person. I can also see it being, but either way, A knows enough about the night that Allie died. Yes. To not necessarily be innocent in the whole thing. I can see that. I agree. Um, even if like they're technically legally innocent, Mm -hmm. like. There's, they know too much to be socially innocent. In the same way that the girls are not innocent in the Jenna thing. Yeah. 
like they didn't do any they didn't throw the smoke bomb in there right but they also didn't do anything to stop Allie and they didn't do anything to help Jenna correct um so Hannah asked Caleb uh to help trap A and he doesn't seem pleased about it because it's gonna involve Mona but eventually he agrees and Jay I'm gonna be honest with you I was like I'm confused I was so confused with where they're going with this yeah but either way uh Mona and Caleb are going to be part of this plan to catch Melissa and Caleb would rather uh eat glass than be in the same room with Mona so you know whatever it is it's not gonna be fun fair enough but before we get to that plan Arya's gonna go visit her mom in the in Ella's classroom uh <laughs> And Ella says, you know what? Uh, we're going to shelve the uh, boarding school idea for, mm-hmm. for now. Uh, but it has nothing to do with you threatening me and threatening your father. It has mm-hmm. everything to do with the fact that you are not the child mm-hmm. that I raised. This is not how I raised you. You are not. I can't recognize mm-hmm. you anymore. That you are turning on your family mm-hmm. for some man mm-hmm. was your teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, I am ashamed of your actions. I am ashamed that we let it get this far as a family. And I mm-hmm. don't understand how you think throwing your family under the bus and ruining all of our lives is going to help anyone in this situation. When, like, like, yeah. So she just goes in on Aria. And she doesn't yes. sound mean in this conversation. She sounds, it's, it's the whole, like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. But, like, she also is mad, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I was like, this is the Ella that I love. Like, I want yeah, this... this to be Ella all the time. I want her to be ashamed of her. I want her to be mad at, at Aria. But she lets her, like, I need to be a good parent get in the way and I think that like actually gets in the way of her actually being a good parent <laughs> that's fair I can see I can see that uh, but like here's my thing and I'll say favorite Ella episode in a minute I won't say overall but in a long time <laughs> like, she's I've been getting her fire back <laughs> but like because here's the thing right I, I think you and me we have grown about Arya a lot <laughs> A lot, a lot. More than A has. One hundred percent. But like, at the end of the day, Arya still is the victim. Like, like in this situation, like Ezra has been preying on her and grooming this little girl to act a certain type of way to make her believe like what they're doing is okay, and that is ultimately us against them and them being your father. Like, so ultimately, so I get it. Uh, and Ella's like tr- trying her hardest to do what's right by Arya, try to be a good person, but like not lose her connection to her daughter. So she's been trying her hardest. And even though I disagree with her methods, have not been a fan of it, 100%. But she was legit like, what you're saying, like we've crossed the line now, like t- to a point where you're choosing this man over your family, over your loved ones. Because here's the thing, you can be mad at your dad as much as you want, you know he's not doing this just because. Just because he feels like it. Just because he can. <laughs> like, he's doing this because he wants to protect his her, her daughter. Like, everything Ella has done 
has been to make sure like her daughter's still in a good state despite everything that's been happening to her. And like Arya like legit blew that up um in Ella's eyes. And Ella straight up says, and, and Arya's like, I don't like you have making me choose between you or Ezra, because I'm not gonna turn against you, but I'm also not gonna turn against Ezra. And Arya Ella's basically like, you've already chosen. <laughs> like you you by your actions, you've made it loud and clear. We cannot go back to how it was before. Which was interesting. Yeah. And for a moment I was worried that you were saying like you didn't support the way that Ella was talking to Arya in this situation because Arya is the victim. And I think that's not what you ended up saying. But <laughs> no, I, that's not what I, said I thought <laughs> that's what you were going to say. And I was like, I think that just because someone mm. is the victim of mm. abuse or grooming does not mean that they cannot hear hard things for them to accept. And I think yeah. our, uh, Ella delivered this in as kind of a way as she could yes. while 100%. still getting the message apart uh, across of like you cannot act this way towards your family like mm -hmm. this is unacceptable behavior 100%. um and like like you can't like we are hold by not sending you to boarding school this is our way of holding you accountable and making you care about this family mm -hmm. like we care enough about you that we are not going to send you away like you're some problem but yes. this is a problem this is a problem. Yep. Um, like I, I think Ella did this as good as anyone could have done. So, so I applaud her. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We are on the same yes. page. I was yes, worried. Yes, for yes. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like I actually thought that this was like really a great way for Ella to handle it because, like, oh. yeah. But, like, like, because, because here's the thing. I think this is more for me because you know I don't like Arya, <laughs> and you know I've been frustrated with her through a lot of this stuff. But, like, this speech from Ella made me, like, take a pause and refresh, like, what is the situation we're actually in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, <laughs> so now that we've put that on the back burner, we're going to get into this plan. Let's go to... Oh, yeah. So, An interesting plan. Yeah. What is, gonna... <laughs> what is this plan? <laughs> so we don't ever hear the plan, but we do see it. Um... So Emily is watching Melissa. She runs some errands and Mona mm -hmm. and Caleb pull up in a car and they're making small talk. And then Mona's like, listen, I don't like this either. We're doing this for Hannah. Um, when, uh, when Allie died, Hannah and I became super close and then you came along. And since then, like, it's been really hard in our friendship. Like I've been really jealous. And Caleb's like starting to get it. And then Emily texts Mona, showtime. And then they start making out as Melissa walks in front of them. This was the most uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, he like pushes Mona away briefly. And I'm like, oh yeah, he really doesn't want to be doing this. No, he does not. He hates this with his entire fiber. Uh, and Mona's like, but we're doing this for Hannah. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Uh. I'm not okay with this. Yeah. But 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 Melissa does see them. She does see them. Uh mm -hmm. and she's walking to her car. And mm -hmm. uh then later uh Hannah sees a text on Spencer's phone and it says, uh Hey Han, you into sharing everything no no on Hannah's phone. Hannah sees a text on her phone that says, Hey Han, you into sharing everything with your BFF? Even your BF? 
And again, it seems like one of those lighthearted things. But also, like, maybe A has something on Caleb. But they think this is, like, 100% Melissa is A. I don't like the plan, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Uh, like, here, here's how I feel, right, personally. Um, Spencer, I got some great news for you. You live with Melissa. Still her stuff. Still her phone. You already stole her wedding ring. And have not given it back. Could care less. <laughs> so, 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 just, just snoop through her stuff. Try, try to figure out if it's um A. Because here's the thing about A that I feel like these girls forgot. Um, A is this being who knows more than the average bear. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I made my ch- chuckle. Uh, but A knows so much. A is apparently always watching um, these girls, and especially Emily and like Hannah and stuff like that, right? So Emily being at the scene, you can assume if not A's at the scene, A has someone or some way to figure out what's happening around the, scene, around the area, which happens to also be where Mona and Caleb is. So just because Melissa happens to be there, does not mean that Melissa had to be the one who saw this and like was the one who um, sent the message. Like it could just been a circumstance where you know Melissa happened to be there, <laughs> right? And whoops, like it would be one thing if it was like, hey, Spencer, Aria, bide Melissa's time, just be with Melissa at all times, and then. Uh, Mona, do your thing, and if we still get a message, at least we can roll Melissa out from sending that message. Yeah. But, like, I feel like what they did did not prove anything to me. Like, that is oh, not no, but it proved it to them, and that's what matters. <laughs> I need these girls to learn what evidence is. <laughs> and it's not circumstantial. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, but they haven't been to law school like you have. Uh, fair enough. They also haven't been to common sense school. <laughs> so Hannah's been learning pack- at the school. They, they... I don't know. Nothing. No not even when Ezra was there. <laughs> and that's the only learning we've seen happening. Ooh, truly. So Hannah's going to pack up her laptop to turn it into the police with all the footage of Melissa and everything. Uh, which we've seen them try to <gasps> give evidence to the police before, and it has never worked in their favor. And here's my, and I feel like I've been howling on this for a long time. Every time they threaten to go to the police, what they try to go to the police with is not evidence. Like it's just like a picture of Melissa running into the room, asking where is Ian, and does she kill Allie? <laughs> like you know how, what type of logical leap she had to take to get there, right? The police will laugh at their face when they present this. But also, even if even if this is evidence, right? If A is letting this footage get to the police, then clearly it's not actual, actually going to prove who killed Allie. Yes. Because A has interfered with them going to the police with things before that they felt were important. So if A is going to let this happen, is it really what they think it is? It's not. Um... Spencer has mixed feelings about turning in her sister and Hannah's like trying to reassure her. And so Emily drops off Caleb 
uh, at home and agrees that I, they probably need more evidence because Jenna and Garrett could still be involved. Uh, so sure. Emily says, why don't we show Seth the, to get more proof? Why don't we go to the psychic child? <laughs> show the psychic child the video so he can point out if the people who hurt Allie are in the video. And I can tell that you Jenna? think that's a stupid idea. That was the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> like, Jenna, <laughs> when I tell you no common sense, like zero, zilch, none at all. I was Team Hannah. I was like, what does this boy have to do with anything? Why do we have to go out to the shop? <laughs> I was going to say, the way you're reacting is exactly the way that Hannah was reacting. <laughs> like, a little less laughter, but... True, truly. There was less laughter. Because... Because she's like, so excuse dumb. me. Um, and Spencer's like, yeah, but he knew how Allie died and that was never made public. And I'm like, mm, the blunt force trauma and the choking were made public. The fact that she was buried alive was not made public, which is interesting. That is interesting. But um, they know she was buried. Right. Uh so if, right. if they were so if they're like oh they uncovered a body that was buried he could be like oh so she was breathing that in right it's, it's not how much logic it, does he have like here's the issue Jay they're using six year old logic and I need them to like step it up and they are sixteen um <laughs> so then Mona gets there and she's like I need to go upstairs and like scrub all this nastiness off my body from like making out with Caleb and. It's kind of awkward because, like, Hannah's like, yeah, that's my boyfriend. Uh, well, well, here's the thing, because Mona was also like, did y'all get the message? Uh, the whole purpose of the thing. And Hannah said no. <laughs> I was like, and Spencer was like, yeah, you can't be telling Mona everything. Why? I find it interesting. I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to include Mona in on all the details. because She's like, in it. She's getting messages from me. I'm be a buck with you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can understand wanting to keep Mona at an arm's distance because she hasn't been through everything with the rest of the girls. Mm -hmm. But it is weird. <gasps> and I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's because they think that Mona can't keep a secret, but we know that Mona can keep a secret. Mona if it can benefits keep so, her. so many secrets. Like, Mona's slick. She's good. Like, as long as she gets something out of it, she can keep any secret. Like, but she does she does give off the dumb bimbo popular girl energy to a lot of other people so the other girls don't see how smart she really is is it wild that that's the energy that she gives off but legit two years ago that was not her right i think that is and part of me is like did the other girls other than hannah like not know she existed two years ago mm. fair enough but, like, it's not that big of a town. No, it really ain't. I don't know. Um, choices, choices, choices. Notably, Arya is not there. She's at Ezra's apartment. Why is she at Ezra's apartment? Because he's not working late. She was coming over to see if he was home, and it turns out he was actually home. Uh, because she wants to tell him, thank goodness, uh, I'm not going to be sent to boarding school. And he is like, okay, that's good news, I guess. He's not, like, celebrating. She expects him to, like, 
hug her and kiss her and sweep her off her feet and like have this romantic yeah. moment. Um, that's not what happens. He seems pretty dejected. And she's like, and he's mm-hmm. like, how did that happen? And she's like, well, I had to dig up some nasty dirt on my dad. Um, but luckily I didn't have to use it. And he's like, oh, is that why you think that's happening? And she's like, yeah. And then in not so many words, he's like, it's mm-hmm. not about you. <laughs> he's like, I got fucking fired. Okay. Yeah. And did AJ rejoice? Yes, he did. Like, yes, he did. Um, and his his and next Monday will be his last class. And he says that the dean told him that they're not going to be offering his class anymore, but they'll probably just hire someone else that Byron actually likes and call the class something else. And here's the thing. Okay. Next semester, yes. But like, is it the end of the semester? Why is his next why is next Monday his last class? Like is someone else going to be taking over his class? I just worry about the academic uh, consequences for his students. Are they not going to get credit for the full semester of classes? Is someone else going to come in and teach? I'd assume so. Because I just like had a moment where I was like, if my professor got fired in the middle of the semester, I still be get I still better get those credits. One hundred percent. It's not my fault. Like- <laughs> Like here's the thing, Jay. If, if but you know, you get... know, you know how universities work. They'd be like, "Sorry, you didn't complete the course." Oh. Oh, see, I was about to say, if, if one of my professors got fired, I'd just be joining another class. They they put me in like. Well, it depends because they're not offering that if, class if... anymore. It sounds like that's the only section. Oh, so that is interesting. So here's my thing, right? Um, first things first. I'm really worried about these, like these like unseen unmentioned college students careers <laughs> i would be pissed i would be going up to academic services or whatever rolling up to to career counseling being like i better get credit for this class i don't care why he was fired i don't know i don't even want to know why mm. i don't want to anything <laughs> know anything about it i need to know that i am not going to be punished for something that happened with this professor academically mm-hmm. out of my control where i w- mm-hmm. will be paying the equivalent of three thousand dollars per credit again mm-hmm. i agree with you jeff you i'm just saying no i i agree 100 i feel for the students because let me tell you something they do not deserve this they, they don't deserve to be wrapped up or whatever as we got going on um here's my first thing i don't think if i ever had anything to do with this am i being naive what? I don't think Byron has anything to do with this. Am I being naive? Oh, I just didn't hear. Am I being naive? Uh. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think Byron could have said something leading up to this moment to get the dean to not think highly of Ezra. But, but well, here's my thing, right? Uh, fair. I think that's fair. That's valid. I can see Byron doing that. There has to be some extremely serious things that's going on for Ezra to get fired in the middle of semester and be like, Monday is your last day. Mm-hmm. And we're just taking, and the class is gone. So whether it's Ezra, some serious with Ezra or something that's unrelated to Ezra, there's something like extremely serious that's happening. And I feel like if this was something with Ezra, he's either actively extremely terrible at his job. He's actively terrible. Or even if it does have anything to do with Aria, 
like he would be in jail at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not just going to fire this man over a personality conflict. Like I believe right. not. So I don't like that he's putting the blame on Byron. Like right. because of Byron, I have lost my job. And knowing darn well that's going to turn Arya more against her dad. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even if Byron did have anything to do with it, she's not going to believe him. <laughs> that being said, off. I don't. I don't know that this universe operates off of the real universe of like mid, being fired mid semester. Oh, okay. Is as big a deal as it actually is. That's fair. Um. Interesting. Yeah, but I think definitely Byron could have poisoned the dean's opinion of him and been like, yeah, he's a really shitty teacher. Like, he's going to be gone at the end of the semester. He'll be in New Orleans anyway, so, like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And th- But, like, yeah, it is weird to get fired in the middle of the semester. Yes. It does make me think that there has to be something else going on. Okay. Uh, Like, maybe they found out that he's doing something else super illegal, illegal and yes. whatever. But, like, like this is big, I believe personally. Um, can you finish the scene out real quick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. Uh, they're not gonna offer the course anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. and Arya's angry, and he says, and Ezra says, "You can't take this out on your family." As if that's gonna help. Uh, he Correct. and Arya's like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" And he says he's gonna plan to live with his parents for a while, start looking for a new job. Probably not in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arya's like, why? And he says, well, I teach, high- I can't teach high school here. I can't teach college here. What, el- what else am I supposed to do? And I was like, Arya really expects-, expects this man to like be a cashier at Target? <laughs> Stay with her. <laughs> no, tr- truly, like... Cause here's my here's my thing, right? He could find another job if he wanted to, like just not teaching, uh, in Rosewood, which I I would suggest he do. Me personally, I don't think he should be able to be around students ever again, uh, personally. But here's my thing, like even though you have to go outside of Rosewood, he's like, I love teaching. This is my passion. This is what I gotta do. I don't see how this man finds a job anytime soon, because just looking at his resume, like. This is his first year of teaching, Jay. And within his first year of teaching, he quit a school halfway through the semester, got another job at a university, and then was fired halfway through the semester. (laughs) Like, And let me tell you, my mom uh, had a teacher at her school a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. It was his first year teaching. And halfway through the year, he decided teaching actually was not for him Mm -hmm. um, because it was like, I think the year before the pandemic, but like, let me tell you, these Gen Alpha kids are different. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I can't do this. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, if he ever decides teaching might be for him, but in a nicer school district, part of the school district where like, it's not a title one school. And like, we don't have kids where like, we're constantly like providing the only meal that they have. And like, sometimes we're the ones who, who give them like toothbrushes and deodorant and yeah. offer them like places to do their laundry. Like, if he decides to go teach at another school or a different grade, like he's going to have a hard time because he quit in the middle of the school year. Mm-hmm. And actually, if he was fired, he might have a better chance of getting a job because he could at least say like it wasn't a good fit at that school. 
but quitting in the middle of the school year shows that you're not even willing to try to stick it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shocked that he is a professor at his whatever. <laughs> um, I'm shocked at a lot of things with that man. Um, I, I agree. And he's like, I still love you. And he kisses her. And then they start taking off clothing and moving to the bedroom oh, no. area. And I was like, oh, no. I, not not the teacher of my mom's school. This is now Ezra and Aria. Um, okay. And let me tell you, uh, that was all I needed to get out of bed, go to the bathroom, and feel like I was I was like stumbling to the bathroom being like this is disgusting i'm gonna die yeah. um and oh, although the actors are consenting adults in this scene the characters are consenting but one of them is not an adult what? so therefore cannot consent minors cannot consent man baby man baby no nope <laughs> um so we're going to skip uh, the rest of that because, like, we that, are the number one anti-pedophilia podcast. Anti-pedophilia. And guess what? I skipped through it. I fast-forward through this. I was like, I'm not going to see this. Me too! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't care if someone saw them. I don't. <laughs> Could care less. This may, it's not going to be me. Because the next two episodes might be Ezra's last. I will say that 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 is my hypest thing. Like, he, he has talked about, now, here's my thing. Is Pretty Little Lies going to fall through on this? I don't know. This show has let me down many times before. Um, but what they're hyping up is there's a non-zero chance next episode is his last episode, and I don't have to deal with him again. And, and baby, I rejoice. <laughs> I, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> um, you know what? Jen is also done with pedophiles. Yes, because <laughs> Toby's like, why is Garrett sitting in front of our house? Like, what the hell is he still doing here? what's going on and jenna says oh well he gave me something the other day and i don't know what it is because i can't see but it's a Mm -hmm. piece of paper and he said he asked he told me to keep it safe and so she hands it to toby to read and it's the missing page of Allie's uh autopsy report which she says she got from garrett which technically isn't false that is the truth. She was involved in retrieving it, but technically, Garrett did give it to her. Yes, she's she's omitting a lot, comma, but in her current state of mind, she says, screw Garrett Reynolds. Yeah, and so she says, shouldn't we take this to the police? And Toby's like, hell yeah. Let's get rid of this creep once and for all. Question, though. Is Toby buying this? Like, pause. Toby is definitely like, yeah, let's get rid of this creep. He's 100% on board with this. But does he buy Jenna's story? I think Toby's smart, not that smart. Ah, fair enough. I think, especially right now, Jenna is very sensitive about not being able to see anything. Mm. So why would he, why would she lie? Fair enough. Um, so then the girl, well, let's the other get rid of the creep. Oh, those girls. Hannah, okay. Spencer, and Emily are going, they go to the doll shop, and it turns out it's unlocked, so they just go in. They, they just, like, push the door open, and they're like, Martha, Martha, are you here? Mar- Martha's not answering. Nope. 
So they go down to the room they were in earlier and they find a box full of voodoo dolls and the ones that Martha said they that the store doesn't sell. And whatever, they have like a shit ton of dolls. Like those like could have, have so been there for she might not even know those are in there. Like there I'm was being so honest much with inventory. You, it looks so cluttered down there. Uh like these could have been mistaken or not. Right. Who knows? And the lights are going out, they're flickering. And then mm. they go out and they hear a, like a mechanical voice coming from a doll that says, follow me, end up like me, follow me, end up like me, over and over and over again. Yeah. And AJ, I'm asking you this as a human being, not as a black person who might be in a horror situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear, you are in a, a workroom at a creepy doll hospital. Yep. The lights go out, and all of a sudden you hear a mechanical child's voice saying, follow me, end up like me. What do you do? Not follow. Go the opposite direction. Go up those stairs, out that door, and back home. <laughs> because no matter what the like me is in end up like me, I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm currently content with my life. Like, we're good family. I don't want to end up like anyone else. I just want to end up like myself. Yep, 100%. I like me right now. And <laughs> so. not going to lie, I'm so I have seen enough real horror movies to okay. think that, not true crime, but like actual horror movies that are actually scary. Because this wasn't scary to me because I'm like, it's Pretty Little Liars. How scary could it get? Um, I will say, I did have a thought. If I was in this scene, I would be terrified. Oh, 100% if it was happening to me? Yes. I'm outie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like... Like Usain Bolt ain't got nothing on me. Boop. <laughs> but like watching this, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, they're going to be fine. They're always fine. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but I've seen enough movies where I was like, there's going to be a corpse that someone is trying to turn into a doll. And I knew what yeah. was going to be shown. But in my head, I was like, someone is turning a human being into a doll. <laughs> They're going to find Seth's body and he's going to have like a plastic mask over his face or something, right? Like Something, yeah. Um, But these girls, they are, how do you say, white. No, on the inside. That's why, that's why I said fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they followed the voice. To a cupboard. They open up the cupboard, cupboard, and there's this uh, diorama of sorts, a scene laid yeah. out for them. There's a blonde doll in a yellow shirt, halfway mm -hmm. sticking out of the ground, so you don't mm -hmm. see her pants. I'm sure she's wearing pants. Um, and she's. It looks like she's breaking out of the ground. There's bushes mm -hmm. nearby. Yep. She has blood on the side of her face. Mm -hmm. Um. She's very much, like, coming out of the ground in the classic zombie fashion, like, with her arms in front of her. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a picture right now. And oh, <laughs> there's a shovel next to her. And the shovel also has blood on it. Oh, lordy. And we know that when <laughs> Emily and... When they were trying to find Dr. Sullivan and Emily was buried alive, that the shovel was a key piece of evidence. Yes. That's why they brought the girls in for questioning. So 
the doll is clearly meant to be Allie and it's clearly meant to send a message of if you keep investigating this, you're also going to end up killed. And then things start to crash to the ground around them. And clearly someone else is in there. We see like a flash of like a mask with like eyes behind it. And then like the shelves start crashing and they decide now we're going to run. And Hannah almost leaves her laptop, but she does grab it. Uh, right before a shelf goes mm-hmm. crashing on top of where it was, and they leave. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I feel like stupidity has taken over this town, and I need them to break free. Because uh, <laughs> there is no reason. First off, you enter empty store. You go down into the basement of the empty store. Uh, red flags, two and three. Right. And then you hear the voice. Like, you're done. You you get out of there. This is not okay. You're not in the situation. But, like, so, like. I want to start like, saying you will never catch me breaking and entering a store. Yes. If I am, like, dog sitting and I notice the door is open. It's not technically my home, but I'm like in charge of the home for the week or whatever. I would go, I'd probably go in to be like, oh, did the dog get out or something? But I'm not going to break and enter into a store when no one's expecting me to be there. And also, I mean, I wouldn't do this even if I saw there was like something going on on the inside, like a crime. And like, I wanted to make sure everyone was okay. I would just call the police. But like, I can understand you see some, like a body on the ground. You're like, oh my God, is everyone okay? But like... Real quick, they just like walk into the store like it's nothing. Can we rewind real quick? Like the stupidity of their plan. Their plan is to go into the store and show the six-year-old boy a video, and be like, "Hey, you recognize them?" No, no, no. A six-year-old psychic kid. (laughs) Like it's it was this was stupid and flimsy from the start, and then they kept going. People need and to when has to when has a door been open left open for them and it hasn't been a? Fair enough, good question, amazing question. Uh, but, but, like, but like, even this scene, right? The the dead doll of Allison, the following end up being like me, and then like everything going crazy in that scene, right? I I would have been also scared. I understand though. Interestingly, they don't go to the police. <laughs> I, I'm fact, I think this is what convinces them not to. I, I feel like this would have done the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, except then they're going to be like, why were you in this store? Although that is a low charge to take on, considering. Yes. <laughs> like, like I understand the hesitation of like, oh, we were breaking and entering. But like, that. If you like, honestly, Jay, at best, they're minors. <laughs> they're they're minors, and it'll be a misdemeanor. Like at best, it's fine. You heard it from a lawyer it, here first. He's not a lawyer yet. Not yet. This is not legal <laughs> advice yet. But like, there is nothing that they can be charged with or accused of. That's like so bad that they should not go to the police. Yeah, a hundred percent. And knowing these girls in this town, they're getting a slap on the wrist. 
Um, so they're going to gather up all the things that they are going to take to the police. And that includes everything in Allie's bag. They're like, you know what? Police can take this. And like, yeah, you should have done that to begin with. Um, like, 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 I would like these girls to not forget. Y'all ain't detectives. Y'all are teenagers. <laughs> that should be in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Spencer mentions her dream to Hannah because they hear a noise downstairs and she's like, and I'm like, what? Do you think that's actually Allie? Like, what? No, because Hannah was like, why haven't y'all told me this before? I was like, that's so irrelevant. Like, right, like that was days ago. <laughs> that was like, ma'am, we also like just ex- like survived a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's Melissa and Garrett. <gasps> uh, Garrett's helping Melissa with a heavy package because Melissa's still pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they kiss. And she offers uh, him a beer. Garrett says, I'll just take a soda. Um, and Melissa, as she's pouring the soda, uh, which really actually looked like a seltzer, I'm just going to say, based on the the color and like the the, can- the outside of the can. I think I know what brand it was and everything. Mm. Um, I have to see if it was around okay. in 2010. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, She's like, I've been scaring my sister and her friends since, like, like all of their lives. So, like, Melissa's just been a bully her whole life, which we knew. But it's just we funny to know. hear her proud of it. <laughs> uh, and she's like, there's no way they're turning that video into the police. And they kiss. Melissa and Garrett kiss. Like, Jay? Which we knew Melissa was leaning on Garrett for, like, emotional support. But well, it seems like Melissa will, besties. like... Well, Melissa, Melissa moves, falls in love very quickly. It seems. Um, like, I don't know. I, I like I'm. I'll be honest with you, Jay. I side eye. Like if this was real life, I would have been side eye at this couple. I was like, how long have this been going on? Right. Me too. <laughs> it's like, damn. Maybe Ian was set up by Garrett. Mm. Which we've been talking about for for a long time, but like now there's this. Yes. That's insane, Jay. I mean, lots of this is insane. <laughs> I I forgot what scene we just talked about. We're like <laughs> two and a half hours into recording. Oh dang! I'm yeah, sorry. like thank y'all for being with this song. <laughs> y'all can't wait. Like if you're at this point in the podcast, like God bless you. You're a real one. We appreciate you so much. Um, we five stars in a review. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but um, Justin, there's a knock on the door, and there's two police police officers, and like, but pause. I, I I would like to the the fact that they were together and they were kissing. Jay, I feel like the jaw has not been on the ground enough. You've seen how this woman was in such a absent state for how long? You see this man obsessing over a minor for how long? <laughs> and I'm just supposed to sit here and upset, uh, accept that they're just kissing. <laughs> like, this is just a thing that happened. <laughs> I just, I can't make sense of it. So I'm just like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Like, no, we can, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it makes sense. On, I can see it making sense from Melissa's end. Mm. Because emotionally, he's been there for her through all of this trauma. She's pregnant. She's hormonal. Okay, I can buy that. 
Um, her husband is dead. This was his best friend. He's been helping her through everything, every step of the way. He doesn't know that she's, he, she doesn't know that he's been making out and like dating Jenna necessarily. Fair enough. Garrett, he's just a sleaze. <laughs> and if he actually is somehow involved with the murder of Allison, maybe it makes sense for him to have a have this kind of relationship with Melissa to string her along so that she doesn't see anything bad about him and she and, mm-hmm. and she can be a character witness mm-hmm. um and she might have to be Fair because enough. two detectives show up and Melissa's Ooh. like can I help you and uh Garrett's like Neil or whatever the guy's name is cuz he's a police officer too yeah. and uh <laughs> They place him under arrest for the murder of Allison De Laurentiis, and Melissa Whoa. turns and looks toward, looks around, and she sees Spencer's there, uh, because the, Spencer, Hannah, and Emily all thought all of this happening, and they didn't even think the girls were home. So she thinks that, obviously, this is because they sent in the video, when really it's because of Jenna and the autopsy and, page. Yes. Which, Jenna like, keeps, keeps uh, causing trouble for the Hastings. Love that for Jenna. Because <laughs> here's the thing, right? And you need to think about it. If Spencer did what Spencer was threatening to do, that has nothing to do with Garrett. Garrett comes off scotch-free in that situation. Like, at worst, Mal Melissa's under the spotlight. So right. they're not coming to arrest Garrett. Also, right. Loki, Loki, were you also like, how did they know Garrett was here? I assume that he was driving because I assume Melissa may or may not have a car because oh. of the accident fair enough and they probably were like okay where's this particular cop car okay it's here okay great we'll arrest him okay is what i assumed i assume that they can track all the cop cars or that like they're like, we have an APB, blah, blah, blah. And Garrett maybe responded like, oh, I'm just dropping something off at the Hastings home and then I'll get back right on it, whatever. And then mm. they're like, great, you're at the Hastings home. <laughs> Snitch on yourself. <laughs> right. Which, of all the people in this show, like Garrett 100%. Yeah, I, I would give it to him. He would do that. Um, But Melissa's going to be pissed at Spencer Wait. next episode. <laughs> She's, she doesn't even know about the engagement ring <laughs> Jay. I'm not over it I'm glad you're not I need someone to carry that torch <laughs> you know if I ever meet any of the writers or actresses or actors in this show I will have one question what happened to that engagement ring and why didn't Spencer with all the opportunities and money that she had Buy a new one. Great question. Or at least a knockoff. Let me tell you something. You know what? She doesn't even have to admit to stealing it. She could just be like, I know that this engagement ring was really important to you. I can't afford to buy you what Ian bought you, but I'm getting you this ring like in memory of the one that disappeared like as a gesture. Like, Do something nice for your sister, goddammit. That's so sweet. That would be so sweet. Have any empathy. 
Truly. <laughs> Even though she caused it, that would have been so sweet. When, okay, so my hands uh, shake um, a okay. lot. And that's important to know because when I was, I think in high school, maybe I was home for a break in college or something. Either way, I was helping set the table and I accidentally broke the this vase that my parents got for their wedding. Mm-hmm. And my mom was so angry at me, like, because we were already in a fight. And when I get like really emotional, like my hands shake more. And so it was a whole thing. Yeah. And I immediately looked up the serial number on the bottom of that vase. It was only available on eBay. The one that I found, I didn't think was a perfect match, but it mm-hmm. looked close enough. Turns out it was a perfect match. Nice. Um, but like, I could have sworn the details were like just slightly different, whatever. And I bought that immediately on eBay for my mom with priority shipping. And it was there within the week because I had a conscience. (laughs) (laughs) It was not an engagement ring. It was a present she got from her wedding for her wedding. She couldn't even tell me who bought it. Mm -mm. That's a mess, Jay. She st- Spencer stole her sister's engagement ring and and uh pawned it off. Pawned it, yeah. Jay for her ex boyfriend. For her ex boyfriend. Couldn't be me. I think Phyllis has every right to be angry with Spencer. Oh, one hundred percent. And she doesn't even know why. She doesn't even know half of it. Like we're like te- Melissa, we're on your team and you don't even know why. Right. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> let you know that even the first time I watched the show, uh, you know, you remember Alex at the country club? Yeah, shout out Alex. Uh, real one. And you remember when he like had like notes on all the clients or whatever at the country club and it was like Melissa like thinks she's hot shit or thinks she's too pretty for everyone? Yeah. I remember when I first saw that scene, I was like, she's the one, she's the one for me. <laughs> I was like, I like this Melissa girl. She's the one for me, baby. I love it. I like, think she's think she's better looking than ever. Like prince, like princess. Think she's better than everyone. I was like, because she probably is. Like, fair enough. Valid. Has Melissa yelled at teenagers? Yes. Has she done something wrong in her life? Yes. But who amongst us has not? I agree. I don't think I've yelled at a teenager. Have I yelled at a teenager? I have not yelled at a teenager in the way that that Melissa did. But have I wanted to yell at a teenager? The answer is yes. Not in the way that Melissa did. Not the way Melissa did, but like... Um, and you know what? Us. Like, <laughs> Ashley Marin or Melissa, I choose Ashley Marin because I've grown up. I also choose Ashley, but like, it seems like Melissa got a lot of stuff going on. That I do not want to be. Yeah, but also <laughs> like, but also like, yeah, exactly. Like, here's the thing: like, we're not gonna pit women against each other unless it's Spencer Correct. and Melissa. <laughs> um, listen, Ashley. Listen, their parents did it. <laughs> listen, Ashley's like a top tier person right now. She is. Like. It, yeah. <laughs> Ashley's doing the thing. Ashley's doing the damn thing. <laughs> um, 
That's just my one pick for the brass, though. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> God, I um, so then we're going to cut to what I thought was going to be our A scene, you know, like the one right before the credits. Yes. Um, but it wasn't. Surprise. So, and, and Jay just surprised to me. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to cut to a scene with Jenna and she's mm-hmm. taking off her lipstick mm-hmm. and she doesn't have her sunglasses on. Um, but you know, she's just taking off her lipstick the way anyone would. And it's her desk, so she probably knows where the tissues are and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, as she's taking off her makeup, none of it's coming off, really. I'm just going to say, like, she's still wearing makeup after this at the end of the scene, but whatever. Uh, I agree. I saw that. I noted that, too. <laughs> like, this is, a, this is a matte stain that she's wearing. This is not a lipstick. But then there's this annoying fly. And you ever want to kill a fly so bad you just swat at it? Yeah. Never she picks up a newspaper and she swats at that fly. And you would think this girl is blind. Yeah. Well, she hits that fly. And she kills it against the mirror. And you think, okay, Daredevil, you got great hearing. <laughs> and that fly. Right, you're blind. You, your hearing may improve, I guess. But then she takes another tissue and she picks the fly off in the tish- off the mirror in the tissue to throw away and smiles Jay. at herself in the mirror. Jay. This chick. <laughs> she can see. She was she blind. And now she sees. She lied to them. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you think the implications it. of this are? Well, first of all, what was your reaction? I'm going to be honest. I was hype. I was so hype. I was like, oh my god! She had us all fooled! <laughs> and I included me. <laughs> she had me fooled. Uh, like, that, that always brings me interest. I, I think you've... I've documented minus um, Jenna's past transactions, transgressions. Uh, I've always been excited about the potential of Jenna uh, and what chaos she could bring and cause. And yeah. I, I was hyped. I'm be honest with you. I was like, I don't know how she's going to play this, how she's going to turn this. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to watch. But then I had another thought, um, which was, I think we can write Jenna off. Yeah. I, I I think the Jenna story has been completed. Like, minus an agent of chaos. Like, we we, we saw the Jenna thing. Um, her lose her eyesight. We saw the tr- the turmoil that she had been up under, the hate she had for these girls, and then we see her come to terms with what happened to her. We come to see her um, forgive um, the girls, uh, and then we see her um, eyesight back. I feel like that's the perfect circle. We 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 done the Jenna storyline, and if they want to write Jenna off, I was like, you know what? Even though I have my issues with it, I think it's a satisfying end to the story. <laughs> But now that she can see, do you think? And, and she got and she and she got rid of Garrett too. Like that was the baggage I was holding her back with. Um, Allie. Um, she, she's like, I'm turning this in. I'm freeing myself for this. Well, maybe maybe that's like the only thing left in her story for me personally. It's like, retell. 
Oh, I lost internet. I have that. That was me. I'm sorry, I lost internet for a second. But, it is all good. Um, uh, but but so, the only thing left of interest for me personally is like the Garrett retaliation. Now that Jenna has done this, because because Garrett's going to do this, and if he knows why he's doing it, he's like, okay, so this was a direct attack against me by Jenna. What is his response? Unless. Unless. She's been involved with A or the A team, or she is A this whole time. Fair enough. And this is showing us that she's actually far more sinister. Like, this was the double bluff. (gasps) She's an evil person. Oh, she couldn't be A, that's too obvious. But that's why she's actually A. That's fair. I can see that. Because before, like, she had just moved there before the Jenna thing happened. Like, not that long before the Jenna thing happened. Correct. So they don't know anything about this girl. Except for the fact that she, like... She really wasn't there long. Oh my goodness. And, like, the only thing they know about her since then is that she, like, composed the music for The Bad Seed, which is a play play about an evil child. Mm -hmm. And she seemed to take great interest in it. (laughs) Like... It could be that, like, there's something. This is that. This is the show trying to show us, like, there's something darker about Jenna. Mm-hmm. And now the girls think, oh, it clearly couldn't have been Jenna because she apologized and she was sincere about that. But really, she doesn't forgive them at all. Or maybe, like, she didn't blame them at all to begin with. She's just torturing them to torture them. And all of this was really to get back at Allie and she doesn't see her revenge is complete until she's sufficiently tortured all the girls. I will say this one thing. My one pushback. I I will find it weird for Jenna to be A considering the A stuff happened like around the time that Jenna um, pulled up. And it feels like A is someone who has been familiar with Allie. And not someone that's just getting to know Ali. That's true. Which is why I say possibly part of an A-team. Oh, fair enough. You know, valid. Because we, if we think that Garrett or Ian or Melissa had mm-hmm. anything to do with this, mm-hmm. maybe not Melissa as much anymore, but if we think that other people had something to do with this in general, mm-hmm. then there's a possibility of she met this person who was able to get revenge on Allie in some way. And she was like, I want mm-hmm. in. I don't know. Fair. Fair enough. Okay. So but this, gave me this scene just didn't, there wasn't like swelling, happy music in this scene. It didn't seem, it seemed like the show wanted us to think this was some sort of like dark thing happening. Yes. Um. I, I will say though, one, one thing though, I don't like the idea of Jenna pretending to be fine. I do not like that idea. I do not like it either. Um, I mean, I think that means that the surgery worked. I think she wasn't pretending to be, be blind the whole time. Correct. Correct. I agree. Yes. The whole she was time she was clearly blind, blind before. Yes. So at least she's like not entirely inventing the situation. Fair. <laughs> like she's not like, I made up a disability. She's like, my disability didn't go away. Ah, yep. I think that's valid. <laughs> uh, which is still a shitty thing to do. Yes. Especially with the level of care and support and pity that she is seeking. Mm-hmm. Like actively seeking. But at the same yes. time, if people are going to give it to her, 
I understand why that might be an attractive choice for her. Mm -hmm. But I also understand why the show is also portraying this as like, this is not a good thing to do. Like Jenna may not be the person you think she is. Yes. Um, but it very much does give me, Ooh, I don't want to reference this in 2024. (laughs) (laughs) It does very much give me Zeke and Varner vibes. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) But like she's both sides. Where she's using, like, she's doing what Varner oh. can speak of doing, which is using yeah. a part of her identity to manipulate other people, which she, Jenna actually is. Zeke was not. And if you don't know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, don't worry about it. Don't look it up. Please. It's not worth your time. Protect your peace. Protect everyone's peace. <laughs> In fact, if you hear the name Varner anywhere on <laughs> social media, just block it. That's fair. Instant block. Not worth your time. Worth less of your time than Ezra Fitz. Um, So I thought that was our end scene because it was creepy enough. But it turns out it's not. Question. Yeah. Would you have preferred it to be the end scene? Um. Versus what we got. I think it would have made a more compelling end. Because I don't know that we're going to revisit Martha and Seth. Can, can I tell you the truth? Yeah. And, and this is me coming in with no knowledge. Because I, I do what I'm supposed to do. That would have been a nice season end. Like, that's yeah. how you end the season on. Absolutely. That's why, I, <laughs> like, when I, when I, earlier when I was like, this felt like a fin- I had enough to be a finale. Like, I'm thinking about, like, this scene. I'm thinking about, yeah. like, the uncertainty of the... Arya and Ezra thing, even though that makes me uncomfortable. I'm talking about the arrest of Garrett. Like, all of that mm-hmm. felt like a finale. Yeah. And then we got this, and it was like, oh, I guess there are more loose ends in this season that also technically matter, but also, like, it didn't give me the same punch. Yes, correct. I agree with you 100%, Jack. <laughs> and if they had put this scene before the Jenna scene, it would have just felt better. Yes. So what we're going to see is Martha looking up at the camera, which we know is A, Mm -hmm. uh, and says, we kept our end of the deal, but now look at all this mess we have to clean up in the doll shop. It's way more than we bargained for. Mm -hmm. And that's true. 100%. And A hands her a large envelope filled with cash, very Ashley Marin. Just kidding. It's not. In a, it's not in a like uh, pop tart lasagna box. box. Lasagna oh, box. Pop, pop, yeah. Uh, and she hands a giant lollipop to Seth, who's sitting in an armchair and like stares back at her, like really creepy, like. But like, they, mm. it felt like, and that's the end. But it felt like they were like trying too hard to make Seth creepy. Like I, I truly so. did not, throughout throughout this episode, I was not creeped out by Seth because they were trying too hard to make Seth creepy. Like, aesthetically, they were trying to make him look creepy. But, like... If I I met a child like that in real life, I'd be like, you're trying too hard. (laughs) Because I know kids who are, like, obsessed with dark things and, like, try to, like, like, startle you and, like, say edgy things. And, like, it doesn't creep me out. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, you have an unmet need. Someone is not giving you the love and affection that you need. 
Or your parents are letting you play violent video games at the young age of six. Sorry. Like, I'm not, like, I've been creeped out by kids. And it's when a kid wakes up in the middle of the night, two in the morning, and says, someone's talking to me in my closet. And then you open the closet and nobody's there. Then I get a little creeped out. But, like, this kid being like, I can see the future. I'm like, okay. Like, I've had kids be at, like, school be like, I can fly. And I'm like, okay. Do what you gotta do, fam. Like, I don't tell them to show me because I don't want them to jump off anything. But they're like, I can run fa- I can run faster than the speed of light. And I'm like, that is so cool. Ooh. Can you show me? And then they go like that. And I'm like, where'd you go? They're like, I went all the way around the world in that time. I'm like, that is so cool. But like, you know, I it does feel like Seth is almost trying too hard. Like, they're trying too hard to make Seth seem legit. Which makes me think that he's just not. He ain't legit. Uh, yeah go ahead that's the new episode yeah that is if if dolls could talk um which is you know uh, an obvious play on if these walls could talk um oh that's her Mm. and uh yeah so AJ (laughs) any final thoughts on the episode Again, like I said at the top, uh, I don't know if this came off in the podcast. I like this episode. I, I I think I enjoyed this episode. This is a good episode, I think. Uh, this episode is everything we like about Pretty Little Liars, minus Veronica and minus Peter. Not Peter. <laughs> about to say. What's his name? What are we thinking about? Mr. Emily's dad. Wayne. 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 Wayne, yes. Besides Veronica and Wayne, this episode had everything we liked. Yes. Oh, I know it didn't have Byron like popping off, but that's fine. That's fine. Like, honestly, take away the Ezra stuff, add Byron, Veronica, and Wayne. Would have been the perfect episode. But keep in the consequences for Ezra. Correct. We we also need to make sure that may have suffered. not much notes. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm excited for what this brings. Um, I'm worried that the finale is going to be a letdown, though. I'll be honest with you, Jay, because I was like, yeah. you know, this is a good one. Like, and Pretty Liars don't give me a good one, like, frequently. Um, but I'm excited for what could be coming. And I think Chef's Kiss of Penultimate. So, you know, I have questions for you. And you know, I always have an answer. Is Allie dead? Oh <laughs> no! Because I always okay. ask you who killed Allie, but this this week we like saw Allie, and like the question was brought up again. So I'm asking. I was not prepared for that question. <laughs> uh, I want to say yes. Allie is dead. You know, it'd be wild. <laughs> um, Allie has a twin sister, and in planning to kill Allie, they accidentally killed the twin sister, and Allie's still alive. Oh. <laughs> But do you think that in an autopsy report they would confuse the twins? Like they don't have the same D- like they have similar DNA but not the same DNA. That's fair. Good question. So who killed Allie or Allie's twin? Um 
I would like to believe it was Garrett. I, okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I think he has been suspicious enough. He's been um weaving in and out of these girls' lives for no reason. Excuse me, sorry. Um, I think he he would have had a mo a motive. I don't know if he cared for um, Melissa like that, but he at least cared for Jenna. Um, so he, he like if there was like people that he was wanting to please or satisfy, I could see him choosing to do it. Um, they arrest him for her murder. I, I just I just want there to be a solution, and if there's the solution, I'll take it. All right. So who's A? I'm going back to a fun one. <laughs> and like, I'm be honest, Jay. You almost convinced me to make this a duo. Okay. I'm gonna go with Mona. I I. Oh. <laughs> that was not where I was expecting this to go. I I think this I think this is Mona. <laughs> oh. Oh. <I, laughs> okay. Like here's my here's my thing, right, Jay. I've seen the girls receive an A message. I've seen Mona have an A message. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know when it was received. I don't know when it was given. I think, again, Mona's close enough to the girls to, like, notice information. If A needs to set something up, guess who was in the house when they made this plan? Mona was there. <laughs> Mona had the means. Guess what? If y'all want to trick Melissa, they, there was I've seen A give pictures before. Send them pictures of incriminating stuff and be like, hey, you don't want this to get out. They didn't send a picture of um, Mona and Caleb making out. Oh. They just sent a message being You're like, right. hey, did it? <laughs> but if so, it was a duo, who was helping Mona? Like, I think Jenna would be a fun duo because I remember um, in the flashback episode, there was like, they made a point to have Mona and Jenna interact with each other. And then after their interaction, uh, Mona changed outfits and being like to uh, Allie, you don't know me, but you're about to. And then like some point after that, um, Allie got the message. So I was like, and if there's someone that uh, has a history with Allie that will have a reason to torture Allie and happen to torture Allie's best friends, mm. I like Mona. I think Mona's a person. We talked about earlier. She can keep a secret. She knows how to do it. She's very good with this tech stuff. A sees Caleb as a threat. Mona sees Caleb as a threat. <laughs> like but I think a very different kind of threat. Uh, like Mona just wants Hannah to be her friend and wants her attention. That's right. I think she might be a little <laughs> bisexual. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what? But you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> um. So, my my next question is: I got another taking in everything you just said, trying to process yes. it all. Um. The ne- the finale <laughs> is called Unmasked, and the A in masked is capitalized. What's going to happen? So here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jay. I don't know if you can have a title like that and not reveal the identity of A. Like, that's just what it screams to me. Like, okay, 
this hidden figure, we're going to find out the true identity, find out who they really are. I don't know how, but I think that's an interesting thought. And do you think it's like, going to be the real A, or do you think it's going to be like a red herring again? Because remember, there's like seven seasons of this show. I understand that there are seven seasons of this TV show. And there's a lot to do. We have a lot to get through. Well, here's the, the question, because um, last season, it was the death of Ian. It was like, what thing is going to propose to like come back and watch next season? Uh, so we do have to have an event like that, like, okay, what goes down that requires us to like come back and we have to see what happens in season three? Uh, I would say we could unmask Ezra. I think as Ezra unmasks himself, he says, this is who I love this child. You don't. It's gross. It's disgusting. But he's going to make a bro pro- proclamation like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then they run away. Him and Arya. And Byron so, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and then Byron tries to uh, get his daughter back. I would tune in to see, like, the conclusion of that one. Um, other unmaskings that could happen. Oh, uh, uh, Jenna. Like, something happens with Jenna. Like, oh, you're blind. You should not have been able to do what you just did. And people, like, turns her as, like, a fraud. And then people be, and then Emily's like, I knew I should never trust her. That's what you get for thinking she truly changed. She didn't change. Uh, also, uh, Garrett can also unmask um, Jenna, being like, baby girl, you think I'm going down by myself? You got another thing coming. <laughs> so, and, and then Toby turns against Jenna and be like, oh, screw you. You were involved with the murder of uh, Ali De Laurentiis. Oh, and then Jenna's entire world could come really down. Like, just when she gets her sights back, everything co- falls to crap. You know what? That would be a satisfying end to Jenna's story, too. <laughs> Dang. I love all of these theories. Some of them are as wild as uh, Maya's a ghost. <laughs> Some of them make tons of rational sense. You've oh, got oh, the entire spectrum of ideas here. And then some. Thank you. <laughs> um, AJ... If yes. the people want to tell us what they think of this podcast, what can they do? Uh, they can leave a five stars and a review on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever you're listening to this podcast on. I uh, appreciate you for listening. Um, and you leave it. you We will happily read out your review. But there's another way we can get in touch with us. How is it, Jay? You can email us at twosecretspod at gmail.com. The email will be in the show description. Tell us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts about season two. Uh, let us know what we should do for the season two finale. Um, tell us your predictions if you're also watching the show along with us and haven't seen it before. Give us your I, crazy Maya's a ghost theory. I would love nothing more than to not be alone on this journey and have other people go through this journey with me. I think it'll be so much fun. And let Jay know about it. And let me know about it too because you won't be spoiling it. And even if you are watching, like, for the 17th time, but you haven't seen it in, like, a couple of years, and there are points where you're like, oh, this is a fringe theory that didn't work out, but this episode made me remember it. Like, email your crazy theories, even if you know they're false. Like, I want, I need them so I can string AJ along. <laughs> um, because, yeah, there were tons of theories on the internet, and also, I come up with new theories every week watching this show, and 
the and you know is, how like, it plays out. <laughs> and I know how it plays out. That being said, I cannot tell you certain plot points from what I've seen on TikTok that happens in the book versus things that happen in the spinoffs slash things that have happened in fan fiction. I've read too much Pretty Little Liars content uh, <laughs> where sometimes I'm like, did this detail happen? In fact, I was just clicking through Wikipedia to like check a detail for the finale and something came up and I was like, who the fuck is that? Like an actress's name came up and I was like, who's that? And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I clicked on it, made a lot more sense. Um, so AJ, yes. people are going to email us. They're going to write us reviews. They're going to leave us five stars. And where can the people find you if they absolutely must? If you must find me and it has something you want to say to me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at TheKidNorse. Do not spoil me on anything, please. <laughs> if you spoil AJ on anything Pretty Little Liars that we haven't covered up to this point, um, I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. And that's a threat and a promise. And you can find me on Twitter slash whatever it's called these days at jmonji underscore. Um, and you can DM me anything about Pretty Little Liars. Like I said, I've seen every piece of content that has come out about this show, about the spinoffs. Mm. I haven't read the books, but I have uh, done a deep dive on TikTok about all the differences season by season. Um, so I know a lot of random shit about the books. Um, so yeah, tweet at me, DM me, whatever. Be nice or else mm -hmm. I will find you. If you're not nice, mm -hmm. AJ will find you and not nice AJ. And listen, you don't want to see me mean because I can get mean. That reminded me. That sounded like the like uh, like what? the Hulk. You won't like me when I'm angry. Wait, no. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what his real name is, but I can't. A uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, Doctor Banner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, with all of that being said, <laughs> next week we will be covering Unmasked. The finale, episode 25 of season two. Oh my gosh. So until next time, AJ. And President Carter. Bye. Hey, bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket. Taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. <laughs>